across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Thank you very much indeed. It's Talk Radio. Um, we've got Miles Hunt from The Wonder Stuff. We're talking swimming pools, catheters, uh, sleep. Um, and have you ever been an understudy? 08444991000. If you give us a call, we'll give you a call back. Here is the news. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end when new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Good evening, dear listener, Ian Lee. It's, I really, I have to get this out of my system, uh, Catherine, as I said to my producer. That's uh, the Ronnie Corbett tribute. Thank you. Yes, I know. As I said to my, you're wearing these glasses. I knew you'd say that. Well, you, you've got his glasses on. They're my glasses. Does the, does the family know? For crying out loud. <laughs> They're my glasses. I'm running short of contact lenses. And when I put them on this morning, I thought, oh, flipping know what he's going to say. And you said it. I said it, yes. I did. What's wrong with glasses? I think I used to wear glasses and then I stopped smoking um, dope and it turns out I didn't need glasses. Honestly. To see straight. Yeah, right. it, it turns out I was just bohemian. Um, and um, I look hot. It, that was a loud swallow. Because mm, you said hot. I look hot in glasses. Now, I would wear yours and show you, but you wouldn't be able to see. The only thing, if I were to wear your glasses, the only part of me that would be in focus for you would be my eyes. Because it, it would magnify my eyes. 
in. Um... You're not that far away from me. I could probably see you. Give me the glasses. Give me the glasses. Give me the glasses. I look. I'm gonna. I mean, there are. Yeah. Right, you're fuzzy, but I can see you. You can't say that anymore. Hey, looking oh. hot. Now I look cross-eyed. Looking good. Thank, don't I? Don't I? Look, oh no, no, it's gone. There's a slight it's, it's, it's patch side to them as well. So there's, you know, there's a slight Nana Muscuri thing going on, which is not unpleasant. I like beard. Nana. Here's the thing, right? Nana Muscuri gets a lot of uh, stick. She's just Lisa Loeb from Greece, twenty years before Lisa Loeb. Yeah. And look what happened to her. Well, I think she's had a slightly lengthier no. career than who? Lisa Loeb. Lisa, Lisa Loeb, mate. And you know what Lisa Loeb does now? Yeah. Go she on. sells glasses. She sells glasses by the shoe store. Lisa. Now, is it Loeb? Loeb. Or Loeb? Like ear Loeb. Ear Loeb. I think the Americans say Loeb. Some people. But they also say Craig. So they also say Graham instead of Graham. Yeah. They also say Herb instead of Herb. Some people, including everybody else who lives in my house, it's a genetic thing. This is where genetics... This is why I do think that stem cell research is an excellent thing. Forget the diseases, OK? I'm not even sure we should be using stem cell research for diseases. I'm so not sure. So what are you using it for? Uh, well, for, this is what I want to use it for if my patent is accepted um, by uh, Peter Jones from Dragon's Den. Right. My, no, no one else in my house. There are three other people that live in my house. Okay, so 20... do you know them? The way you talk about them, it's like you don't know them. Do we know anybody, Catherine? Mm. Do we? I there mean, really? Do we? They always, whenever you get a murderer on the telly, right? They go to the next door neighbour. They don't do, do, do it so much these days. He was such a lovely bloke. He didn't seem the type. No, because these days everyone goes, "What a weirdo! He definitely done it." But they also, but the, but also, 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 no one ever seems the murderous type. Do, no one seems the murderous type, unless they're you know coming home at eleven o'clock at night with bloody knives and um you know with with big lumps of uh, carpet rolled up. No, but some people are clearly um, mercurial. Um... I mean, I can think of people in this office who were possibly capable of extreme violence. Yes. Julia Hartley Brewer. Is that... Is, I could think of some people. Just, that wasn't just, what I was thinking, let's necessarily. Let's just, for, for a legal reason, we need to hover over that statement. Have we libelled her? No, because I didn't say that... I didn't confirm that's who I was thinking of. Okay, but, but you... you just you, suggested someone you, in the office. You, and that is someone in the you, office. No, but you mouthed it to me. No, I didn't. Well, you did, though. And this is the thing. If we were now in a court of law, a place I may be very soon... I would have to say, I will not shut up, I would have to say that she mouthed, you're doing it again, you're mouthing shut up. And now we can, I can actually hear you saying that. <laughs> uh, did, uh, did, did, you're sworn so, under oath. And I would do that, you know, you can get the Christian oath, the Muslim oath, or the atheist oath. Don't know oath. The don't know oath. Yeah, which is basically, I really promise on my mum's life... <laughs> That I am not going to lie to you today, Judge. Honestly and promisedly, as they say in if Charlie ever, Nola. If you've ever lied in court, dear listener, 0844 499 1000, please. If you I ever... don't think that's something people are going to admit to. Well, I don't mean... I don't that's mean... perjury. Yeah, exactly. I um, wanted to get all heavy on your backside. You can that's say perjury. Us. You can probably say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Um, the, but, the, but the thing is, right, it, I'm not saying that if you perjured someone and they went to prison for a murder... Or, or a sex crime. Yeah, but any lines perjury. Do you remember? Here's the song from the 80s that never gets played on, on radio. Do you remember this? Who's this by? Sex, sex crime, sex crime, sex crime. Metal Mickey? No, no, no. no. And do you know who directed Metal Mickey? Uh, Mickey Dolenz from The Monkees. Did he? Who's coming on the show soon, oh, yes. Oh, right. Um, sex, sex crime, 
sex. It was a big hit, right? What it, was it called? Sex, sex crime. No, I know that's the chorus, but what was it called? I'm not, I'm not really um, sure. It was. How did it, it was, go? Sex, sex crime, sex. I'll play it to you. Here we go. Here we go. It's called Sex Crime, right? Oh right. And this is how it goes. Have a little, have a listen to this. Crime, 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 was it the theme tune to, um, I'm thinking, um, basic, I'm basic Instinct? I'm <laughs> that was a sex crime. Here we go, here we go, here we go. I want to get sex crime. Here we go, sex crime. Sex, sex crime. Gosh. Yeah. All together now. Crime. 1984 was the film. The film was 1984. 1984, the movie of the book. Oh, I didn't know there was a movie. Of the yeah, book. with John Hurt. And this is the theme. We go. All oh, right, that's how they made it relevant. Because yeah. otherwise, it's just sex crime, sexy crime. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to um, give us a call. You're more than welcome to. I was following a train of thought there, and I've got hideously lost, and I haven't got my um, thought map Let's with me. Let's go backwards. I know where we were, we were. Yep. DNA, stem cell research. Oh, yeah. So 75% of the people in my house don't have earlobes. Oh. They don't have earlobes. They have the perfectly... The ear is just perfectly curved. You know that's a criminal thing. Well, it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a sex crime. Oh, actually, well, I, need to, I need you to clip. I need you to clip. Hang on, hang on. Oh, hang on. Need you to click that. All right. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Can you? I normally last three and a half years. They haven't got the lobe of it. Yeah, I, I heard that that's, that's a sign, I mean, if you believe in all that nonsense, of a, a criminal mind. You're thinking of, um, what's that film, The Persuasion Effect? The Persuaders. Um, Mission Impossible 3. Mm. Um, in, cool in, Runnings. No, In Vitro. What's the film? Um, Mighty Ducks. No, 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 One no. One or two. Howard the Duck. No, the film where... Uh, Minority Report. I'm not, because I've never seen it. I saw it on a bootleg DVD. I saw a lot of the films from the late 90s, early 2000s, on um, bootleg DVD. So I have seen a lot of movies without their special effects. I've seen a lot of movies. Special, excuse me, sorry. Special FX. Okay. FX. FX, of course, is actually a special effect, because yeah. they've made a, a word... Out of letters. It's an illusion. It's an illusory word. I've got to throw some topics out. I've got to, I've I'll got go to throw. Then, yeah. Got to throw some meat to the um, the wild animals. Go on, then. I'll just move out the way. I wait for four four nine nine one thousand. Um, um, illusory words like special FX, pop stars, or anybody in the public eye, celebrities that haven't changed their look. Because I'm watching Annie Lennox. Singing, Edmonds. Edmonds. I'm watching Annie Lennox sing "Sex Crime," and I'm thinking, well, she looks the same as she does now. Um, so we've got Lennox, May, and Edmonds. And you ha you can only describe them um, with their surname, if that's at all possible. 0844-499-1000. Give us a call. We'll call you back, guys. That's that's the Ian Lee guarantee. I'm not talking up to a break. I was doing my up to a break voice. But there's still plenty of um, 
flesh on the bone. Do you want me to manoeuvre back? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm great trouble. I've, I've fixed these headphones with sellotape, but <laughs> it's not working, so I'm having Strange. to... Um, go on. I saw a lot of um, early noughties, um, not naughty videos, but early noughties videos. Yes. Hooky ones as well, because my sister was a cabin crew at that time, so I've seen a lot of films with men getting up to go to the toilet halfway through. What, what films were that, sorry? Uh, what did I see that there was that way? That was that way? Can't remember. Uh, can't remember. Anyway, Naughty's films, and then halfway through, a Chinaman would stand up and go to the toilet. Um, what? China? Hang on a minute, sorry. I'm, I'm she used to get them from Hong Kong, and she'd get, like, I mean, she'd get them in bulk, and half of them had nothing on, some of them had something on, and a lot of them had men shuffling off to the loo on. I, here's, here's one thing I don't get, right, is, um... At what age do children stop going into the toilets of the opposite sex with their parents? Right. At what age is that? Because we went swimming today, and it's a, by the way, guys, I forgot to mention, it's a swimming pool special. Any stories about swimming pools, including, here's a, here's a thing that got me thinking today. Who invented swimming pools and why? It's a weird thing, isn't it, right, when um, water is... I've given you the answer here. What's the most precious commodity on earth at the moment? Love to one side. We could all do with more love. There's a, there's a, love has been rationed, and um, someone needs to burn those ration books and um, open the love banks. No, I don't mean love banks like that. That's horrible. Oh, that'd be disgusting. Oh, the love bank. No, I didn't mean that. Is that another name for it? Yeah, a... that's the more romantic one. Oh. But I know what the combination is for it. I know what the combination is for the bank. Go on. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Now. That's high-frequency filth, so any young people listening won't get it. The mums and dads are having a ride. So something a bit blue for the dad. I should there. be in bed anyway. A little bit blue for the dad. It's half-term. Oh. I think, uh, uh, I think kids are allowed to smoke during half-term. Right? No. I'll tell you what, let's have an ad break, and then when we come back, we'll start the show, yeah? If you want. I mean, Sweet one. Our tribute to uh, Ronnie Corbett, who died today. Not Ronnie Barker, as it said, as it said on Paul Ross's Twitter. Not Ronnie Barker, as it said on Paul Ross's Twitter. Now, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't Paul that sent that tweet himself. He, he would, knows. He knows all the treacherous pose, the fallen arches, and the cramp in the toes. Which band sang that song? No idea. Here we go. He knows all the treacherous pose, the fallen arches, and the cramp in the toes. Take good care of your feet, Pete. You better watch out what you eat, Pete. Um, better take it easy, because no one else will. Oh, I know. Little Mix. No, close. Suddenly, birds so pale, bright eyes. 
the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys did a song about feet on the same album. They did a song called A Day in the Life of a Tree, sung by their manager, um, about, let me get this right, <clears throat> A Day in the Life of a Tree. Is that in the same album where they did uh, She's Going Bald and Vegetables? No, 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 no. I'm going to be around my vegetables. I'm going to chow down my vegetables. I love you most of all, my favourite vegetable. Well, it's, it's, it's actually spelt vegetables. vegetables. Mm. If you brought a big brown bag of them home, I'd jump up and down and hope you tossed me a carrot. That's the Beach Boys. Now imagine, right, the Beach Boys started singing about vegetables, right? Yeah. So all of their songs are about vegetables, mm-hmm. right? And then, it, about six years after they started, around about 1968, they started singing about surfing and girls and cars. And everyone's going, do you, do you remember the Beach Boys? I remember they did those weird songs about the, the, the song about, was it the, the, the surfing? Yeah, was it the surf about you know, get blonde, bushy, bushy blonde hairdos and stuff? Weird. I wish they'd go back and do the vegetable music. Yeah, why the aren't carrot they, song. Why aren't they doing the vegetable music? That's what I want to know. Uh, we've had a good suggestion. I've, t- I've typed in Beach Boys into um, the uh, search engine, and instead I actually typed in uh, Beach Bogies. Oh, um, is there such a thing? I'm tempted to see what... There's um, Sandy. Come, here we go, hang on a second. Here we go. This is, it's a musical show this evening. It's, well, why not, in honour of... I'm going to be it's, the, it's the Beach Boys, guys. I'm going to chop down my vegetables. I love you most of all. My favourite vegetable... Pampipes. Pour and water. They're on drugs. If you brought a big brown bag of them home, I'd jump up and down and hope you toss me a carrot. I'm gonna keep well my vegetables card. Imagine, right? This is the biggest hit they'd ever had, right? It should have been. And they do a concert in 2015 at the Royal Albert Hall, and they go off, right? And they come out and they do an encore, and then they go off again. And goes, I think that's it. It can't be. They've not sung vegetables. Here they come, all together now. I tried to kick and everyone gets out their celery and starts chomping. Oh, alternate universes. Cause I'm so embarrassed. Comes the comedy bit. Oh no, it's not. It's a different version. And you can you can say with yeah oh yeah here we go. You wait till I play Hey Little Tomboy by the Beach Boys later on. Oh, that's what we're gonna play. Hey Little Tomboy. It is creepy. Here we go. This is beautiful. I know that you feel better when you send us in your letter and tell us the name of your your favourite vegetable. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beach Boys singing about vegetables. Penny's been waiting for a long time. Good evening, Penny. I was enjoying the music. It's good, isn't it? Isn't it good? It is. The Very Beach good. Boys. I've all about the Beach Boys. The as Beach. Well. You've not learnt all about them. We've not had Hey Little Tomboy with the spoken bit in the middle, which really is for a group of men <laughs> approaching like forty right. at the time. <laughs> it really is highly, highly inappropriate. I do hope the officers of uh, Utree have and questioned them. You about told that song. me. You told me once that she's going bald isn't about hair loss. No, uh, she's going bald is um, about. Uh, um, it's about. It's about um, a man and a woman having a lot of fun. The man's probably having more fun than the woman. Right, Penny. What you got for us? 
I was going to give you a swimming pool story. Beautiful I've swimming got pool story. Oh. Two actually. The weird one. I went yesterday. Took the kids to the swimming lesson. Yeah. Afterwards, we're drying the hair, and I look at this woman next to me, and I think she looks familiar. She looks very familiar. It was only Ribena Rosie. What the heck? I know. I thought, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say it was you. I've done that thing, right? Where I've, <laughs> I've stared someone out, stared them out, only to um, um, speak to them and realise it's a mirror or a reflection, <laughs> a reflection in a dark, in you know, like dark wood or something. And it's me. I've done that. It's so me. One so of the here's a thing, right? We went to the swimming pool today, right? The leisure pool, and it's packed. It's half term, and the water was a very faint shade of yellow, very nice. tangy. It was tangy today. Aye. And um, I, um, and um, the, they have family changing rooms, and they have male changing. Mm. And all of the family changing rooms were were um, full, apart from one. I said, "Right, boys, we're having that." There was no door on it. Oh. Now I I aborted very early, and I said, "This isn't going to work." Right, um, but then there were some young lads, and they went and used it. And the door, that's got to be, they were like in their teens. That's inappropriate. I mean, like 16, 15, Were you standing 16. outside the door looking in the whole no, time? No, I, well, I had to loiter outside the family changing rooms. <laughs> you were loitering. There's a sentence. You there's... Well, you see, this is where our story comes from. Because, as you say, there's never enough family changing rooms. We were at the pool one Saturday. Yeah. Me and my husband, um, daughter, who was about three at the time, and her little brother, who was probably about six months, so we're in, we finally get in a cubicle. We're all getting ready to go swimming and everything. And at this point, my daughter's kind of getting used to just having a little baby brother and the oh. fact that boys are different to girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly, it all goes quiet. My daughter, top of her voice, goes, Wow, Daddy, you've got such a big wig. Way, way. <laughs> well, it could have been slightly worse. We, we start laughing. That just encourages us. So she keeps commenting on this, commenting on the size difference yeah. and all the rest of it. We can hear people in the adjoining cubicle sniggering at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, at the end, you've got to come out the cubicle. Yeah. There's all these other parents. He comes out and gets a round of applause. Well done, well, my husband said he didn't know whether or not to look embarrassed or just to kind of nod and take the accolades, you know. Yeah, well, it's, it's swimming. <laughs> Why? The, the public swimming pools are a weird, weird thing. Don't you think, Penny, that we go? And, bonkers, and we, yeah. we, we get, I mean, today was, I knew it would be round, but the boys, the boys absolutely love it. And it was the first, the first swimming time we'd had together where neither of them used armbands. It was a, it was a triumph. Um, and it was just, but to go, and you're, you're standing semi-nude with hundreds of people in water that is filled with pee. And you're yep. brushing body, you know, we, I brushed past so many hairy men. It's an, and I, I paid about 12 quid for this. Well, it's a it's weird nice, thing, is it? isn't it? It's not nice at all. I do it every single week. I take my kids to a swimming lesson and get in the pool and swim and, oh, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Penny, thank you very much. 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're asking um, uh, as well, it's very really important stories. You can call in about anything, by the way, guys. I have to keep saying that because there'll be some people who uh, are old-fashioned in their approach to radio and they think, oh, he's talking about swimming pools. I have no stories. I won't call in. You can call in about anything. We're talking about earlobes, stem cell research, um, swimming pools, celebrities that haven't changed their look. Edmunds, May, Lennox, and somebody on Twitter, of course, has suggested the Crankies. Oh, I've got one as well. Yeah. Rippin. Yeah, Rippin. We'll give, we'll, we'll have that. I suppose. She's still holding on to those scrunchies. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's more pop stars, isn't it? Because pop stars try, t- tend to move with the time. Mm. May has stuck his fingers up at time. Even Rossi's buckled and got rid of the uh, baldy pony. Who? Rossi. Oh, Ro- I thought you meant Wossy. No, 
Rossi. Um, uh, let's uh, let's do David first, and then then we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, Watership Down. Yes, David. No, you better be. You're very good at me. How you doing? I'm good, thank you very much, boss. What you got? I'm not bad, Catherine. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm happening. No, that's none of your business, fella. Back away. <laughs> Back away from the no, wee lassie. Back away from the wee lassie. Ian, can you let me speak, please? Thank you. Sorry, Catherine. What you said? Oh, don't back away from the wee lassie. No, no, I'm saying hi to you. You wouldn't let me. You wouldn't let me speak. No, Listen, go on. You can speak. Go on. Let, let, let David speak. Go on, David. Yes, Catherine. Oh, I accidentally cut him off. It's so easy to do on this touchscreen system. Um, oh wait, <sighs> David. It seems you're asking. I can't smile wide enough. That's how I am. What? Well, that's what you say. That's to- a really unpleasant turn of phrase. I know. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. David, you're more than welcome to call back up if you want to have another crack of the whip. But you you really need to adhere to the rules. When you say crack of the whip, what do you mean? Um, I mean, um, oh gosh, I nearly said something um, awful then. <sighs> I run at it. So here's the thing. I've mm. got. I've got. I'm going to explain this, right? I got given new meds yesterday, right, to to go with my current meds, right? And the doctor said. This might make you a bit drowsy. You take these ones at night. It's antidepressants. They're not sleeping tablets. No, they're antidepressants. Metatraxine or something. I don't know. And he said, it might make you a bit sleepy. Right, I'm going to give you a small dose. See how you get on with it. I popped one last night. And since then, I have just been like one of the walking dead. Actually, and when I say one of the walking dead, I don't mean egg. I mean one of the actual zombies from the walking dead. I slept. I, I was crawling around. I got home. And the, the tablet with the um, um, the draft was taking effect. They don't call it a sleeping draft anymore, do they? No, they should. It sounds a lot more romantic. And I was I was crawling around my bedroom on my knees trying to do stuff. And I thought, oh, do you know what, actually? I'm crawling. I should probably get into bed. It's a sign. I woke up at half ten and could have slept for the rest of the day. And all day, I've just been... Huh? What? Huh? Uh, so I, I, heaven knows what this show is sounding like. Whether it's sounding like a, the, the, the slurred ramblings... Of um, a lunatic. Give him another chance, Ed. We'll give him another chance. Whether it's sounding like the slurred ramblings of a lunatic or no, not, I don't know. You sound a bit giddy, but I think it's because you're pushing through it. Push. Well, it, it, he also said you, it, you might get an appetite, right? He said so. Just be careful. And what he meant is you're going to get fat. And I was, and I was like, yeah, yeah, side effects, whatever. Um, and on the way in, I had a Ginsters, a big packet of Cadbury's counters. They're like minstrels, but with less work. They're less effort than minstrels. Yeah. You can suck them. And a big packet of fruit pastels. I don't even really like more than three fruit pastels. A whole big packet. They graze your mouth, don't they? Then I had all of the, the, the biscuit, the biscuit in dans la chambre the, right here. The cookoise. The cookoise. And I'm still hungry. I'm thinking of getting a kebab on the way home. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's an interesting thing. You know one of the side effects of antidepressants? Not being depressed? No. <laughs> And this is the thing, and it was only, it was in the papers a few months ago, and I thought, yeah, everyone knows that. Maybe they don't. Whenever uh, people get prescribed antidepressants, not all of them, but a significant percentage of the, the, them, one of the side effects is... <laughs> I've, I've been told this so many times. Yeah, these um, antidepressants, they may make you feel suicidal. Excuse what? me? It's true. One of the side effects of anti- the common antidepressant is you may feel suicidal. Anybody see a problem with that? 0844 499 1000. Hey, little tomboy, sit here on my lap. I got things that I gotta tell you. No more skateboards. Put away your baseball mitt, your buff 
could see that boys love you so. Oh, oh. Approaching 40. This has got also got a spoken word bit in the middle that was not on the release version. You'll know why. Hey, little tomboy. Brian. Brian's beautiful voice gone. D- don't do drugs or smoke. Mm, I smell perfume. Let's try some cut-off jeans. Look at all the changes I see. Oh, it's the Beach Boys, guys. I'm gonna teach you to kiss. You're gonna feel just like this. Um, guys, Beach Boys, Beach Boys, um, anybody? My ovaries are recoiling in horror. You've not got to the worst bit yet, Kath. You wait till they, they're, they're, um, they've got the girl. They're stood in a circle, and she's in the middle. Here it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please welcome? The Beach Boys. Grooming. Okay, put on a little lipstick, let's see what it looks like. I'm gonna make you a girl. Now let's put a dress on and wear a little makeup. Okay? <laughs> Shave your legs now for your first time. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage? Uh, and they are booed off as they uh, they was walk that, off stage. Was that a pig noise before they made her over? I'd forgotten, but they they played that once, and this was the reaction that um, they received. Oh no, my buttons don't work. <laughs> It really is. That's horrible. It's the Beach Boys, right? That one of the greatest bands in the world. That record actually came out. Not with the speaking bit at the end. They took the speaking bit off, the released version. But still as a concept for a song. Hey, little tomboy, I'm going to teach you to kit it is. You're going to feel just like the it is. All right, Savile. You know, it really horrible. is. Isn't it horrible? Um, David's back. Yes, David, try again. I'm back. How you doing? Good to have you back, boss. Go on, what you got? No, you're right. What was I talking about earlier? Not a clue. No, that, what I was saying was, I, said, I was saying hi to Catherine, Go and on. you wouldn't let me speak. Go on. Hi, Catherine. Hi, David. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, yeah, I'm good. I had a good week listening to you, too. Oh, well, that's... I'm glad. Well, apart from you having to put keep in a check. One of these things, eh? Mm. Yeah. You had a good week? Well, fair to middling. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Not bad. It's Very good. busy. Yeah. I'll well, be glad yeah. when it's the weekend. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's that. I know I've enjoyed the station all week and enjoyed the show as well, but I do get listening until one in the morning. Wow. Enjoyed Don't you have to it. get up for work? No, 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 I, no, no. Um, no, I'll listen to you to one and then um, click on tomorrow again. What is this? Oh, nothing. No, is that, is that even playing background music? Why am I going red? <laughs> don't squeeze it so hard. No, I'm not. I'm going red. I don't know why. It's, uh... 
No, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, David. Not at all, and pleasure talking to you. See, you're getting upset that, p- that people are slagging you off on Digital Spy and stuff, right? That's the alternative, That's That's literally the alternative that's on offer, is um, having uh, men going red while they listen to you on the radio. Oh, dear. Red-faced and out of breath while they listen to you on the radio. Is that what you want, Catherine? Because that's what you're going to get. But how can they, though? Because I talk about skids. Oh, don't. You know, I, you know I, I'm not trying to be alluring at all, but, you know, I suppose... Natural charm will out. We got Miles Hunt from the Wonder Stuff on. Well, should we do about half eleven? Yeah. Should we, uh, how long is it? Like twenty minutes. Um, let's. Well, you can do some wicked back counting so that we can play it for. Uh, we play it in one. You're chunk. smoking that pen for. You've got to give that stuff up. We uh, we can play it in one chunk. I'm assuming. Yeah. So you have to do some back counting so we can finish at midnight. So it'll be about twenty-five to something like that. All right, guys. Cass going to do back counting. Do you know what I mean by that? Ed. Yeah, Ed. Does. Okay, Gary. Hello, dear. Hello, Gary. How are you doing? Uh, do you know what? I'm um, I'm not doing brilliantly. Oh. I'm going to tell you why. Well, I think I heard you say your buttons weren't working earlier. That could be something. <laughs> and my bu- buttons are right. My headphones aren't working. But that's. But I'm, I'm I'm enjoying actually. I, I'm having to hold. I'm having to hold a wire onto a piece of metal for my pe- headphones to work. And I'm kind of enjoying that because it's making me look like I'm lounging leisurely across the desk. When actually, I'm, I'm this thumb is working. I tell you, why I'm not happy, right? Someone, and I forget his name, I've deliberately chosen to forget his name, has sent me a copy on DVD of, um, um, I, I'm going to read the description, Gary. You tell me if you can guess what the film is, right? I'll just ask you a pause for a minute. After you've Sorry? told me, I'll tell you why I'm ringing as well. Oh, yeah, well, uh, well, you see what he's done there, and that's good. You've got to respect that. He's uh, flagged up that he's actually got a point he wants yeah, to make. Absolutely. And if he doesn't make the point, he's going to be unhappy. <laughs> you know what's going on here? He's not playing games. He wants to bring a point uh, to the conversation that's has so far been missed in the debate. He's got a point there, and he wants to show you it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I might let him. I might let him. You first. <laughs> One fine evening... In the beautiful heart of the English countryside, a group of rabbits emerge from their warren to feed. But as the sun sinks behind a hill, one of their number, Fiverr, has a terrifying vision of the warren's destruction at the hands of man. But what was... No, but what is the film? (laughs) Hurt me. (laughs) All right, we'll carry on. In this film, Watership Down, Fiverr with his brother Hazel and a few of their friends, flee the Warren in search of a high, lonely place where they will be safe. Enduring danger and adventure, they find the place of their dreams until a new shadow falls upon them. But what was the film? You completely lost me. Okay, I'll read a bit more. In this magnificent animation of the story Watership Down, young and old alike will find themselves transported into the beauty, darkness and adventure of the natural world. That is, Watership Down. So what is the film? Oh, Watership water, Down, I've just... Yeah, well done, we got it after six mentions. Hang on a minute, let me just, um... Let me just... Uh, uh, let's, What's let's... he won? What's he won? Hang on a minute, I just want to... You can win this blooming DVD, because I don't want to watch it. Let me just put the DVD in. Hang on a second, hang on. Let's put it in. Hang on. Let me just press play. Let's see, uh, let's see what it sounds like. Hang on one second. Hang on, here we go. Oh, here we go, starting. Is there a kind of a dream? You can't beat Art Garfunkel's voice. Beautiful. You can't beat 
Art Garfunkel. And boy, oh boy, I don't know why I found it so hilarious, Gary, when I discovered that Art Garfunkel's name was Arthur Garfunkel. His name's Arthur. Oh, it's short well, for Arthur. Well, I didn't know that until I was like about 28. And I remember... Well, it, 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 well I worked it out. <laughs> well, I, I worked it out about 14 years ago, but still a lot later than perhaps I should have worked it out. <laughs> you know he's playing Glasto this year? Who is? Arthur Garfunkel. He better be headlining. Well, no, he's not. He better be bald headlining. I don't think he is. He's just playing it. Is he coming on our show? Um, yeah. <laughs> What's happening with Graham Nash that you bought? Oh, up? that, yeah, that's that's all in hand. Okie dokie. i tell you who we have got coming on, Gary. Who? Danny Baker's going to come on. Oh, nice one. John Ronson's coming on. Mickey Dolenz of the Monkeys is coming on. Right. And was there another email we sent out? Margot Gurian's coming on, but you won't know who she is, but you should know. She's hopefully going hopefully to come I on. I mean, negotiations with Viv Albertine. Viv Albertine's coming on as well. We've, we have got some stellar guests coming on. Reese Thomas. Um, Reese Thomas. Reese. Oh, Reese Thomas is coming. Reese Thomas is coming on, uh, the director of the excellent uh, Brian Pern um, uh, story. Um, who else was co- Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean is hopefully coming on. Mm-hmm. That, Busy- that again is in the pipeline. Busy show, Gary. Busy show. So get to your point, mate. This is all happening tonight. <laughs> okay, right. Stupid people. Oh. Oh, dear. Well, we hang, on, hang on a minute. Stay there because I've, 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 this may take longer than we need. So the Beach Boys remade their first ever single, Surfing, in the 90s, when you know rap was at its peak. Enjoy. This is one of my favourite bands, but they've done some real clunkers, guys. Here we go. The Beach Boys and their remake of Surfing. Just, you just think, what, what, uh, uh, oh, lovely Carl Wilson. I did, I'm gonna play, I, I, it's Beach Boy Turkey Night, guys. Um, let, here's another one, here's, here's another one. Hang on, here we go. Here we go. I can't wait till summer, cause it's gonna yeah. be a summer in love. Hey, now. Well, it's a love thing. People all around the world in every nation like to get together for some. We're watching the video. They're on the set of Baywatch. Appreciates her recreation. Why don't you let me take you on a love vacation? Yeah, I'll take you to Are they their daughters? Wow. Those bikini bottoms were pulled up high, weren't they? Those days. Doing it others is the golden rule. But doing it with you would be so very cool. Oh, yes! Doing it to uh, do unto others is the golden rule, but doing it with you would be so very cool. I wonder if that line has ever worked. Oh uh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Gary, hello there. You wanted to talk about? Oh, sh- shut up. You wanted to talk about idiots. Yes. So let me introduce you to Russ. <laughs> I'm not playing this game. Go on. Away you go, Gary. Speak to Russ about idiots. Come on, Gary. Tell right. me about idiots. Okay. 
Um, briefly, I do online radio shows, right? Yeah. I've got, an, I've got a show on one station. All right. And yesterday, I saw an advert for another station asking for, for volunteers. So I applied, yeah? Yeah. I marked in the email clearly to the bloke exactly what I do and the fact I want to bring that same format to his station. He replies to me and asks me to explain yet again what, what I do and why I want to come to his station. So I write, it, I write it all out again. Then he proceeds to tell me that his station takes shows from a network of other stations and not and just exclusive content, and they're not, in, they're not interested in me. I thought, well, why didn't you just bloody state that in the beginning instead of making me waste my time, you stupid idiot? Well, yeah, I'll see where you're coming from there, you know. That's why I wanted to rant it tonight on air, because I was so hopping mad. It took me half an hour to write that bloody thing and all. <laughs> well, maybe, um, maybe talk radio might have, um... No. no. <laughs> I heard that. No. <laughs> no. Hang on, so what are you angry about? The fact you had to write an email for a job and you didn't get the job? It's not so much that, it's the fact he didn't tell me that they don't take... Or maybe he was just be... Well, did you not re... Did you not research the station enough when you yes. applied for the job? Yes, so you I would've... even listened into a, into a bit of one awful DJ that was on air. Okay. Oh. Well, well, does your current boss know that you're looking for work elsewhere? Yes, and they're fine with it. Well, that... Well, oh. you have to... That's a dangerous <laughs> game to play. Because I've played that game before and been caught out and ended up between two stools. <laughs> Literal Ow. stools. Um, well, Russ, uh, well, get, Russ, you're a man of the world. <laughs> you've, well, I, bet, I bet you've seen a few sights, eh, Russ? But you've seen a few things, eh? Depends what kind of sights you mean. You know, you, know, you know exactly what sights I mean. Haven't you? Hey, haven't you? Enlighten me. Oh, I think you're enlightened enough, young man. Uh, you think I'm, I'm winking and I'm nudging. Mm. You've seen a naked lady is what I'm trying to get to. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> nice <laughs> one. I think so. Can I ask you a question, Russ? What's it like? It's rather beautiful. Okay, lovely. Uh, any advice for Gary here? Gary, <laughs> does, he need, does he need advice in this department? Not the I naked ladies, not the ladies. naked ladies, Russ. <laughs> About the emails, not the naked ladies. Oh, you, you've lost me there. Okay. No, um, the naked ladies. <laughs> I'd suck it, Gary. Suck the idea. I haven't seen a naked lady in bloody years. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well, well you can get magazines these days, anyway. Uh, Gary, oh, you uh, don't you stop. <laughs> you're, you're a 90s fan. I'm sure you've got a great stash. Gary, listen, uh, best of luck. Keep looking for, for something, I'm sure. Uh, Russ. Oh, you. Hello, Russ. I've got, I've got a few bits to talk about. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Well, give us give us your best best give us your best bit, and I'll see whether it warrants going well, on to the second well, bit. I've got a bit of a um, bit of a debate to start. Bit oh. of a fun debate. Fun debate. We're having a fun that's, debate. That's coming last, right? Oh. First of all, well, hang on a minute. You've got a fun debate to start, but that's coming last. No, 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 that's coming, that's coming last. First of all... So the first say, thing you've kicked off with is flagging up what your last thing is going to be. Hoping, hoping against hope, that I'm so intrigued by the fun debate. No, <laughs> it I'll sounds hellish. Like, no, I think you'll like this. I think you'll like it. I better don't. Well, well, just bear with me. Bear okay. with me. Okay. Right. First of all, I wanted to say, right, uh, I'm, I'm getting to know you because I didn't know you, and... Uh-huh. I'm, I'm enjoying listening to you, and, and I really, really 
I just want to say I, I commend and respect your o- honesty and openness about Uh-oh. about me no, like no. about me me liking the Beach Boys. I know it's a brave, oh, no, no. bold man that will admit that I know all of the words to "Hey no, Little about Tomboy." You, about, about your depression oh, and, yeah, so. and um, wearing sunglasses and. <laughs> You were talking earlier about wearing sunglasses um, when you used to get high. I don't think I said I wore sunglasses. Oh, no, I didn't wear sunglasses. Not sunglasses. Glasses. glasses. Why am I saying glasses? I you're, ac- you're rubbing off on me. Your accent's rubbing off on me. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, big respect to you, mate. I like, the, I like your openness. I respect that. Well, it's the thing that'll um, either get me fired or shot. Well, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's good to be open. Well, and if people go. don't like it, then tough. Um... Before I come to that, that debate... Where's the fun debate? I'm really looking forward... Cathy, you're looking right. forward to the fun debate? I can't wait for the fun debate. Is that going to happen made, soon? I've just made half a dozen homemade scotch eggs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there level. we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if anybody has made anything today, anything today, 0844 It really is a hodgepodge today. Swimming pools, um, catheters, sleep... Comas, uh, celebrities that haven't changed their look, and what have you made today? I made a computer. You did? How did you make the cano? Yeah, and um, I followed their instructions and it didn't work, and then I freestyled and it did. Well, you followed the instructions wrong. What did you do wrong? It was to do with the sound um, yeah, no, it takes element. No, it takes a while for it to... You have to get to a certain stage before the sound works. And the, it doesn't, the sound isn't on straight away. It works straight... Well, it worked first off. I could hear it. And then when it got to the bit where it said, now test it, it wasn't working. Well, so you did it wrong. So I redid it the way it said to do it. Didn't work. Yeah. So then this I put bit, it back... This is, this is a on. bit boring. No, no, it's going to get to a good bit in a minute. It, I, I, I was going to go back to the Scotch eggs, because that sounds more interesting than They're this. delicious. And then I rewired it, and it worked. Beautiful. These kind of computers are excellent, by the way. Anyway, yes, yes, Ross, you made six Scotch, Scotch eggs. eggs. Yes, with free-range eggs. Ooh. And I've, I've put um, whole-grain mustard and in Coleman's English mustard Ooh. in with the sausage meat. Mm. You know that free-range doesn't mean what we think it means? No, they, these are off a friend who's got them in his backyard. These, okay, because uh, generally free-range, it, it's not much better than battery. Okay. No, yeah, no. but it's, it, no, no. I think you're confusing it with barn. Barn isn't yeah. that much better than no, 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 no. There was a there was a thing in the papers yesterday um, that fr- the picture of a free range. Chi- Sorry, uh, a fr- he sounds like he's loading up a spectrum game. A free range chicory, right? And it was it was not much better than battery. Oh. It was not much better than battery. When we went to stay on the farm once, when I was about seven, uh, we stayed on the farm in Cornwall, I think it was, and the farmer said, do you want to come and see the chicks, me and my sister, one morning? We went, yeah, of course we do. And we went in, and he took us into this massive warehouse where there must have been about 20,000 hens. It was the most horrific thing. But it stank, didn't it? Oh, it was horrible. And the noise, jeez, the noise. And we both came out in tears. It was horrific. Horrific. Anyway, whole grain mustard. Yes, it is my, it's my, my little uh, concoction. Um, oh, just before I come to the... Uh, oh, the Russ! Russ! On, on the subject of scotch eggs, and you mentioned Ginsters earlier. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Ginsters buffet bar? Do you remember that? It was like an oblong. Russ, Russ. Hello. I've got to cut you off now. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Let me, oh, the well, no, you should have got to the fun debate first. Hang, hang on a second. Production meeting. He should have got to the fun debate he first. Really. I'll be honest, all of this has been pony. I would have led with it. I mean, I do like Scotch eggs. He would, have, he, would, he would have curried favour with mm. me. Catherine, if, if Catherine he'd, upset but, me with, with the, um, yeah. the way she was talking um, she, to uh, the so, Scottish guy. This is what the debate's about, right? Oh, here we go. He's, he's steamrolled it in. Why? Yeah. You mentioned... 
people that don't like hearing ladies talk about is skids, right? Now, this, this no, do you know why I'm on. talking about... No, let him carry on. on. I don't know. This, this has led me on to, right... I if actually... the fun debate is about the state of your pants, Russ... Two I'm things as well, Russ. I'm not young and I'm not a lady, but carry on. I'd like... To, I, if, I was, if I was in power, I would make it illegal for females to um, Female blow censorship. off oh. in, in, in the company... Men. Thank, right. Thanks, Russ. Uh, there we go. That, that's uh, and that's if he ruled the world. The that's, reason I was talking about where's the, where's the fun part of that debate? The reason I was talking if about skids was don't, about. I don't want to go there. Well, Master Chef. Wanna... I wasn't talking about toilets. I, don't, I, don't I was talking about that. the source presentation. So, so far, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So far, we've got uh, celebrities that that haven't changed their looks. We've got Edmonds, May, Lennox, the Crankies, uh, and Rippon. I wonder if there's anybody else. Daltrey's changes changes looks all the time, mm. from the the sort of short skinhead moddy look to the um, the golden lion trestles of the deaf, dumb, and blind kid Tommy Forsyth. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Hey, K hasn't changed his looks, has he? Vernon? Not really. No. no okay. Yeah, it works for him. We'll put K down. I'm, I'm a, getting quite a nice list there. I'm a big Vernon K fan. I, I like Vernon. I've met Vernon. I've not met him for years, but every time I met him, he's always been an absolute delight to me. Mm. He used to phone up when I was on another radio station as Mark in the Park. Hey, it's Mark in the Park. Oh. I've lost. I've lost um, all my custard creams, <laughs> and no one knew it was him. And I used to love him for doing that. I, you, I, come on, guys. That, that, I mean, he's not. He's getting real, right roll. He, he, he's been stupid. He's not murdered anybody. He's not raped anybody. You know, there are murderers and rapists out there. What he's done is stupid and not very nice. But, I mean, in the great scheme of things, stop trying to destroy... It's not Everyone just enjoys pointing at laughing at someone who is richer and better looking than they are. That's what it is. It's not that big a deal, really. I mean, and also, it's private. It's, yeah, but, and everyone's having... A, oh, Ver, oh, Vernon, oh, Vernon, no, no good. And, and, and ITV and BBC said today, we're going to stand by him. Vernon, I warn you now, the BBC won't. They're just saying that. They said they were going to stand by me, and then they shafted me royally. We'll stand by you, Ian. By the way, you don't work here anymore, so I, I wouldn't trust them. ITV will. I, th- I just think, poor old Vernon. You know, they're, they're, there are people out there... Um, I can't think of anything that people are doing. Doing all sorts. Doing all sorts. And all he's done is send some texts to a lady who, you know... And he says his wife knows. Exactly. So let's good, good luck to both of them, I say. 0844... Good luck to all three of them, apart, you know. And oh, her fiancé. Exactly. Oh, good luck to all... F- good luck to everybody, everybody. Except for Russ. I'd like to see him take that um, fun debate to LBC. Oh, actually, Russ, could you? And then could you tape it and send me the recording? 0844 499 Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Well, I think we've established quite a lot in the first hour of the show. Uh, controversy, it's kicking off... On Twitter, and who'd have thought this would be the thing that gets everybody angry? Um, the list of celebrities that haven't changed their look. Well, I've included a, included a controversial figure in Vernon Kay, James Buckley, star of The Inbetweeners, and many, many other things, the name of which escaped me at the moment, is going, Kay changed his look, it was big news when he cut off his mop top. We'll continue this debate after the news on Talk Radio.
Now, we're playing um, Beach Boy Stinkers. I don't think this is a stinker, but this is their ill-advised foray into disco. Robo Beach Boys, listen. Twelve minutes long, this. I, I love this. They did play this once, and they did get booed. Yes, it was two years after the disco had peaked, but, the, you know... We'll have this playing in the background. Evening, dear listener. Ian Lee, Talk Radio, 0844-499-1000. After midnight, we'll take your call straight to air. Um, before midnight, we'll have Miles Hunt from The Wonder Stuff on, who is just... Um, I had a... Uh, well, you'll hear about the row I had with him on Twitter years ago, and um, he takes it in very good... In very good stead. He's just a delight... Celebrities that uh, haven't changed their look so far. Edmonds, um, Brian May, Lennox, Crankies, Rippon, Forsyth. And yes, yes, you're right, Mr Buckley. But there was uh, excitement and fulvore when Vernon Kay chopped off his mullet, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll take him off the list. He's gone. He's gone. Swimming pool stories. Oh, have you ever been... Oh. Over two minutes in, they've still not started singing, probably. If you've ever been an understudy, an understudy in the school play or indeed the West End, because the temptation would be not to learn the part, wouldn't it? Not to learn it. Oh, here comes the night. Oh, oh, here come, here come. See, I love, I genuinely think this is brilliant. I love the Beach Boys so much, so much. The temptation would be not to learn the words. And then you get that phone call saying, yeah, I'm afraid that, um, um, hang on, let me think of an actor, hang on. Derek Griffiths is ill tonight. You're going to have to go on. What the? And we haven't got time for the singing. It took, you took too long to get there, Carl, I'm afraid. Three minutes and seven seconds is a ridiculous time for an introduction. Uh, songs with longer, longer introductions than three minutes and seven seconds as well. 0844-499-1000. Simon's called in and we called him back and he's now on the radio. Yes, Simon? Hi, I just wondered if you would be interested in helping me build a time machine. Um, that's weird. Um, we have... We have. Well, well, maybe you haven't, but I, I... Where are you calling from, Simon? I'm calling from Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... Oh. It worked! Oh, you mean sit... Hang on, what's the date today? Let me just get my phone. It's Thursday the hang 31st on, of March, 2016. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. What was the code word? I was supposed to say something. Hang on. Um, let's see... Butterfly. That was the original code word when you went back the first time, but you know that you've been back since, haven't you? And what year is this? It's 2016. 2016? Yep. I wasn't even born in 2016. Flipping heck. It worked, Simon! It worked! 
0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Uh, celebs who haven't changed their look. John Craven, Dimbleby, Geoffrey from Rainbow and Prince Philip. The royals don't change their looks, do they? You could apply that to all of them. The Queen, um, uh, can't think of any other royals. But you could apply that to all of them, couldn't you? Uh, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Andrea's on the line. Yes, Andrea? Hello. I, how are you well? Um, not massively. No, I, I know that feeling. I'm functioning. Yeah, I've functioned through today. Yeah, yeah, sometimes um, that's all you got to do. Absolutely. Uh, I've rung up, I've been in understudy twice. Oh, late. I, do you know what? I threw that out there thinking, I don't know, it's a good one. I, and, and in other places I've worked, we might get a shed load of calls. Hang on, I'm going to click my back. Oh. Um, but I didn't think we'd get any. You've... You've been an understudy twice as Electric Dreams plays in the background. Tell us, tell us all about it, Andrea. What, what, who were you understudying and what happened? Uh, I'm a member of a local amateur dramatic group. Hang on a minute. Amdram doesn't have understudy. Oh, we did. We had to. <laughs> Why? What, full of alcoholics? <laughs> I'm not even going to... Uh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it was! <laughs> you had boozy lushes in the play. Good for them. Good for them. Well no, done. The, the, the first time was uh, a children's play, and it was um, we were doing Dracula Spectacular. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I ended up having to play um, Dracula's deranged mother, um, which I did pretty well actually. Apparently, I do but, deranged well. But did you? Okay. Um, so, but so you were understudying someone. Had you learnt the script, or is an understudy allowed to go on with uh, with the book? Um, we have had people go on with the book. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I'd, I've been to all the rehearsals, so I kind of knew the part anyway. When I was um, studying performing arts at university many, many years ago, one of the things I was great—I wasn't a good actor, but I was really good at learning lines. I could learn a play like in, in in two nights. I'd know the play and I could do it right. Now I haven't got a clue how I did that. I did. Um, Kath, how long ago did Mike? What year did Michael Jackson die? This is how I remember time. What year did Michael Jackson die, Andrea? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Don't Google it, Kath. I'm looking at you as the um, the voice of reason. <laughs> you're going to have to put it in the, talk into the microphone a sec, because I can't... 2009. Okay, so seven years ago, right, I was in a sitcom. It got panned. It wasn't as bad as everyone said, but it wasn't great, right? I was in a sitcom. And we we did a pilot, and we did a second pilot, and then we did the first show. And the first show was the same script as the pilot, right? So I'd learned a 45-minute script. I had quite a big part in it. And I learnt it, and it was fine, right? And then we did a new show every week. We'd record, I think, on a Thursday. And we would get the script on a Monday, and there would be changes throughout the week. And I could not learn the words. Learning a 45-minute script. I've no idea how anybody does it. <laughs> Getting a script on a Monday and learning it by Thursday with changes. And that's partly... Uh, do you know what? I'm an alright actor, but that's partly why my acting was so bad, is because I was desperately trying to cling on to the words. I couldn't relax into the character. That sounds pretentious, but I couldn't relax into the character, because I was desperately thinking, what's my next line? What's my next line? What's my next line? Oh, we're going to advertise cheese! Which I think was one yeah. of the lines. So, it is hard to do that, I must be honest. And I, as I get older, I mean, I don't know what I did yesterday, let alone trying to remember and recite words. Flipping it. What was your other understudying experience? <laughs> um, it was the fairy godmother in Cinderella. 
and she just the person who should have played just didn't turn up the night of the show oh, but again wow. i've been to the rehearsals and yeah. i went on but i did fluff my lines um i had a big piece to say whilst they built the no. carriage backstage and i missed one of the verses and all i could hear was somebody shouting backstage oh for goodness sake we've only got one wheel on <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, well, that, you, you know, I, don't, I think that you can forgive an understudy for uh, for doing... Did they make the announcement at the start of the show? Because there's nothing more disappointing as then you go to the theatre and there's either a board um, in the, the, the lobby or before the show starts. And I'm, when I went to see Pantomime, last Pantomime, this happened. Um, and tonight the part of the Prince will not be... No, tonight the part of the Beast will not be played by Ridian. It will be played by Simon Daniels. And you can just hear everyone going, oh, no. And I, I felt really sorry for Simon Daniels. I thought, poor lad. I thought, yeah, I've spent top dollar because I want to see Ridian. But then I felt really bad for Simon Daniels. And then it turned out, Andrea, that the Beast, he wears a mask for most of the show, so it didn't matter who it was. It's only the last ten minutes. Exactly, it's only the last ten minutes you get to see him. And they might as well have just said, before he take before he takes the mask off, I don't say anything. Then as the, the mask co- is about to come off, go. Oh, we've got to say it's not Ridian, it's Simon Daniels. And you'd have gone. Oh, that's Simon Daniels. And after I thought it was Ridian. He's brilliant. We'll have that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they did announce. I must be honest, but I, I, with it being a local amateur group, I knew most of the people there anyway. There we go, Andrea. Listen, thank you very much indeed. You're a good sport. I appreciate that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm starting to get that zombie effect again. I'm starting to be like, you can stay there if you want. You can come in. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't give a monkey's. Do what you want to do. I tell you what I want to do. I want, we're, we're trying to get this. Well, I, I say we're trying. Let me let me ask Catherine exactly how much she's um, she's tried. Hey, Kath, did you get Ben, ben Innes on the show? Um, I tweeted him. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Oh no, not Ben Innes, the other one. Thank you. You tweeted the Eddie Stobart um, post. Yeah, you wrote to Ben Innes, didn't you? Well, no, I asked you to track down Ben Innes. Yeah. Right, try and track, no, but try and track him down for tomorrow. Okay. Try, try and get him I'll on because the papers are having a right pop at him. Why? He's called a hijack ass. Oh, because there's now a video. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, what's the video of? Not sure. Oh, there's a picture of him next to Hitler, or <laughs> picture next to him next to the JFK murder, picture of him next to ISIS, and there's a picture. Someone's done a picture of him next to the Twin Towers. Gosh, grinning, flipping, heck, John Terry style. John Terry's breathing a sigh. Someone do a picture of Ben Ennis next to John Terry, please. There we go, and then the circle is complete, and we can all sleep. <laughs> Hijack ass. Seriously, try and get this guy on the show tomorrow. We, we must okay. be able to uh, uh, hunt this guy down. Hijack ass is for the high jump. I think he's, he's brilliant. Mum blasts stupid selfie lad. Well, I blast mum for being stupid because it's not a selfie. It's a photograph, as we said yesterday. The Brit who posed with the Egypt Air hijacker and his bomb belt, bomb belt in, in inverted commas, arrived home to an ear bashing from his mum yesterday. Ben Innes got a hug from Thierry Pauline, who said of the snap, It was stupid! She said, I don't know why I did it! I just want us to go home! All right, Mum, calm down. HR worker Ben, 26, said, Mum was very upset seeing me, but I made it safe and sound. The past two days have been crazy, unbelievable. I'm here now, and things can get back to normal. I'll be relaxing at home with Mum. You won't be. You'll be in a right roll rollicking. I want to see Ben in the Big Brother house. He'd be brilliant in the Big Brother house. Well, as long as there's a camera. Exactly. Well, there's loads of cameras. It's the Big Brother house. Ben promised Pauline he would not take risks when he texted her during the five-hour mid-air drama. Instead, he posed next to terror suspect Saif Eldin Mustafa, who held up 62 passengers and crew with a fake bomb. 
The snap went viral with Ben branding it the selfie of a lifetime. It's not a flipping selfie! But Pauline, who drove 50 miles from Leeds to collect him, that's a, that's a trek, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you would, though, wouldn't you, for your boy? Oh, fair play to the mum. Fair on, play to the mum. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Mum's no best. And I apologise for calling you stupid, Pauline, because I haven't read the story. Okay, so he's branded it selfie of a lifetime, right? But Pauline, who drove 50 miles from Leeds to collect him, said, The picture is not a selfie! You can clearly see that it is not Ben who is taking the picture. She's got the definition of a selfie right. Yeah, um, yeah try, try and get him on. Seriously, try and, try and track All him right. down if you can. Um, 0844 still going on. This is halfway through the song and there's still plenty more to go. I mean, wowzers. And it's, it's a reminder, it's, it's Ronnie Corbett that died. Paul Ross, not Ronnie Barker. Just to remind you that, I know you tweeted earlier on. Okay. Easy mistake to make, easy mistake to make. Nine one thousand is the telephone number. You give us a call, we give you a call back. That's the way it works. Let's get to the vocals. Hang on. Taking way too taking way too long, Dan. What you got, Dan? Uh, I'd be ultimate person who still looks the same now as they've always looked. But this is Dan, this is are you, are you falling down a mine shaft or something? This is the worst line ever. I'm falling down the M6. It's off. Oh. I'm, I'm hands free, don't, don't worry. I couldn't give us I'd I'd rather you were risking your life and breaking the law. I don't mean that off comments a joke. I can hardly hear you. Oh, that's rubbish. It is rubbish. Give us a call when you when we can hear you, because it's a terrible, terrible line. And I know, you know, we're not exactly call rich here. Uh, although that's a great name for a phone, if anyone called Rich wants to do that. We're not exactly call a rich here at Talk Radio at the moment. But, um, sorry, Dan, it's just, it's just, um, even I, I know, I know, I know, I was in the Persuasionists. Even I have standards, okay? 0844 499 uh, 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to um, give us uh, a call, then you can do. Captain Birdseye's back. Here's the thing, right? Because they, they they had we had Captain Birdseye, didn't we? Old Captain Birdseye with the big beard, big bushy beard, big big fishy scent about him as he as he trawled the seas, looking for the fish, the finest fish for Findus. Okay, and then they got rid of him, didn't they? They killed him off, right? Um, and, um, they got like a, a, a kind of sexy Captain Bird's Eye in, like a fit, like a buff Bird's Eye. Captain Fitz Eye. And I never understood, why would you try and make Captain, but who, who are you appealing to 
by having a sexy Captain Bird's Eye. What, 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 what is that for mums? So mum's got, ooh, his fingers, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. For those that are looking for the 99% fat-free Bird's Eye product. There we go, you see, exactly. Thank you, Ed. Well, Captain Bird's Eye is back with a, with a beard. The new Captain Bird's Eye is in choppy waters already. Oh, hang on a second. I, 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 I'm, I'm sniffing a made-up story from the PR department. I'm sniffing fiction because, here we go, he gets seasick. He doesn't actually have to go to sea. He's not, he's not gonna, actually going to go out and catch the fish. He has, to, he has to have his picture taken. Mitch Cummins, what? Will take on the role advertising fish fingers made by John Hewer in the 1960s. This is, oh, I, you know what I'm doing? I'm falling prey to um, a PR release that's been printed in the Star as news. I love the Star. We didn't get the Star at the other place. I don't know why. We should have got the Star as Britain's greatest newspaper. It's a flipping brilliant newspaper, and we never got it. Previously, South Af- South African Mitch, 68, had spent his entire working life in an IT job at a fishery. Um... He landed the part, his first acting job, after catching the attention of company bosses with his white, bushy beard. Um, the dad of two enjoys long walks on the beaches, but he admits he suffers if he takes the... Can South Africans... and that... There are some accents... Right, this is going to be tricky to explain, but I'm going to do my best. There are some accents, some people with certain accents that are better at doing other accents. For example... English people are excellent doing, I'm Captain Birdseye. It's kind of, we know how to do that sort of piratey voice. I bet an American couldn't do a, couldn't do a piratey voice. I bet an American couldn't pull it off. And I wonder if the same thing applies to those from Sud Africa. That's German for South Africa. Uh, if they can do it. A spokesman for Birdseye said, <laughs> going out to sea is not a pastime that Mitch enjoys. What can we write about this boring old man? Ah, I know, let's pretend he's seasick. Oh, I just said that as a twin. Despite donning his captain's cap, whoever wrote this, um, I don't, I, they shouldn't be executed, of course they're not, but they should be um, threatened with execution to the point where they believe it, so they're terrified, and then released. No, they shouldn't. They should be dangled out of the uh, window by their feet. There was a manager of a band. Um, was it the manager of the Beach Boys? Uh, not, not the Beach Boys. The Bee Gees. Was it the manager... Rock fans, you'll know this. Was it the manager of the Bee Gees that used to hang people out of the window by their feet if they didn't pay up? Was it Robert Stigwood that did that? It wasn't Stigwood, no. 0844 499 1000. True. He used to do it. He used to hang... It was like it was like the Bee Gees or the Move or, or, or somebody. He would hang them out of the window by their feet if he didn't get the money that he was owed. You did that now. You go to prison. I'm glad they did that 50 years ago because it means we've got these rock and roll stories to pass on. Let's go back to this horrific PR puff piece, shall we? About Captain Birdseye. Despite donning his captain's cap, Mitch has an affinity for seasickness, a condition he'll look to overcome in order to master his new seafaring role. It's not a seafaring role. It's not sea. He's not a seafarer. He's got to stand in front of a camera and hold some fish fingers. That's all he's got to do. 
Steve Chantry. Oh, they're all coming. Listen to all these sly, slimy, slick people. Fair play, it's working because, well, is it? It's working because they've got a piece in the star. It's working because they're getting mentioned on talk radio. You know why it's not working? Because I'm not going to buy their fish fingers. So it, they, it's, it's backfired. It's actually backfired. Steve Chantry, the firm's marketing director, said Mitch's look of a seaman steady on did help him land the coveted role. Well, of course, it's a job where the only important thing is how you look. It's the only, it's the, it's the only important thing is how do you look. Steve said, not only does he look the part, but we loved his enthusiasm for the role. But balls, balls. You don't give acting jobs to people because of their enthusiasm. We don't think you looked anything like uh, we imagine. For you're a, a tall, slim white man, and the part specifies it's a short, round black woman. Um, but we love your enthusiasm. So you know what? We're going to take a punt on you. We're going to take a punt on you, and we're going to give it a go because you're so enthusiastic. If I got all of the jobs I was enthusiastic about, I would well, I'd be rich. Do you know the best jobs I ever got? It was because it was I wasn't that bothered. 11 o'clock show, I turned up, I thought, ah, if I don't get this, I'm going to get a proper job. So I, I knew I wouldn't get it. Oh, and I got it. This job. Turned up thinking, ah, I got it. We loved his enthusiasm for the role and believe he encapsulates all those great qualities we're looking for in Captain Birdseye. Flip, in it? Doesn't it make you want to be... The great qualities we're looking for in Captain Birdseye? What, a beard? You're looking for a, an old, rotund gentleman with a beard? Yep. The reappearance after the, of the captain after so many years is an exciting step for us. Why can't you just say, none of the other advertising campaigns worked, so we've gone back to the old one? We've gone back to the old one. We look forward... What does, what does this even mean? Listen to this bullshine speak. We look forward to bringing back memories for those who remember him, as well as introducing him to a brand new audience. Flipping egg. Oh, 0844-499-1000. Gatford's on the line. Yes, Gatford. Um, you know when you were talking about people being held out of the window by their legs? Yes. Were you thinking of Sug Knight when he used to, when he apparently allegedly held vanilla ice out of the window? No. Okay, fair enough. It was like an old sixties, um, old sixties manager. Yeah. Who's Sug Knight? Well, it was he, he. He was well. He was the manager of Ice Vanilla Ice, and he apparently once held his legs out of a window. I met Vanilla maybe. Ice once. Um, he was he was pre- presenting. Um, he was on the eleven o'clock show, and uh-huh. he was presenting. He was a really nice bloke, actually. And he was presenting a show on. <laughs> well, it was, it was like a car show. He was presenting, right? And I seem to be asking him the question, something along the lines of, "What's it like presenting a car show on Britain's premier?" Male-based motoring channel, Men and Motors. <laughs> Later known as Granada Men and Motors. Yes. And then what did it become? They all, all the channels changed their names. Is it, it, is it Dave now? Become Dave. It's Dave, isn't it? Dave, yeah. Isn't it? Dave was Men and Motors. Men and Motors was great, right? Because up until ten, it was cars. After ten, yeah. it was boobs. It was boobs. It was like live TV, really, wasn't it? It was okay. boobs. It was boobs. 
Where are we going to get boobs at this time of night? Men and motors. Boo- I don't like cars. Don't worry. After ten, boobs. Fair, fair point. Yep, yep. The old, um, the old Captain Birdseye, one thing you said there. Uh, yep. did, he, did he really say in that bit that he enjoys walks on the beach? Or did you add that? Bit? No, no, no. Um, it, it's, it's, it's apparently what he says, but he won't have said anything. It will all have been written by a hideous suit. It'll be written by an, a 19-year-old oh. suit. Except they won't be wearing a suit. They'll be, up, wearing, they'll be wearing ridiculous clothes, have a stupid haircut, and think they're being retro cool. It's written by Nathan Barley. Really? I know him. No, I don't. Um, they, 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 people, people say, like, they, they enjoy long walks on the beach. Do you remember when you used to write your CV? I hate the beach. I hate the beach. It's shoe, and by the way. your it, shoes it, and It's shoe, by yeah. the way, not suit. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Okay, fair yeah, enough. Thank you, Lena. Um, no, it's preferred. Uh, oh, thank you, Lena. Yeah, whatever. Um, and you look at um, the people who say, oh, I enjoy reading on their CV. Oh, when they yeah. Hobbies. Yeah. Hobbies. Reading and walking reading. and breathing and drinking and water. Exactly. What a load of rubbish. What? Uh, you enjoy reading? Enjoy reading what? Why do you enjoy reading it? What makes you read it? All right, mate. It I've just, I've just like come reading. in for a job at McDonald's, working weekends. I'm, I'm really sorry, sir. I've come to, obviously, I've yeah, come to the wrong what, place. What, what do you enjoy reading? I mean, what? I enjoy reading McDonald's recipe books. There aren't any. <laughs> so, You've not got the job. Frederick's done a very funny it. tweet. Ian Lee is ripping bird's eye a new one, speaking truth <laughs> to power without fear or favour. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I think you should put that. You know those posters you get of people and acts? You should put that on your poster. Um, I don't know. No, I don't know what you mean. Posters you get of people. What wanted posters? You know, like when Paul Ross does a film review, you know, you get posters. They say, Ian Paul Lee Ross is says, great. meow, meow. I love this. By the way, Ronnie Barker dies. No, Paul, it was Ronnie Corbett. You should run, right, your, own, no, run your own Twitter account, Paul. Run your own Twitter account. Run your own Twitter account. Don't give it to Seifert. Anyway, Gatford, I'm going to cut you off. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. There we go. Dan's on the line. Oh. No! Oh, I was just saying that you cut him off. Why? Because he was interesting-ish. Oh, oh come on, uh, Daniel. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was, but he wasn't. I thought Dave was always UK Gold too. anyway, and then it changed to Dave. Um, uh, you, uh, yes, they, they all change, don't they? They yeah, all, they everything all, they all change. changes but you, yeah. Everything changes but you, 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 oh. you, 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 and you. Play some more Beach Boys, that's better than take that. Please. Yeah, you're right, actually. I, I, I will play some more, um, some more Beach Boys in a bit. What you got for us, Dan? Uh, the, uh, ultimate person who still looks the same now as they ever did. Yes, go on. People who have not changed their looks, yes, go on. Um, he's a man. Do you want to play a guessing game, or do you just want? You know, to I, I, do you know, I've, I've got um, I've got three Good minutes time. and twenty seconds to play before I've got to time to play. before Miles Hunt. Well, yeah, Miles Hunt is going to be on at 30, 39 minutes and twenty nine seconds, according to at my clock. It'll be slightly later for you because of the DAB or indeed online delay, and in fact the seven second delay. So it'll probably be about forty one for you guys. I will wear tartan trousers, especially. Thank you, buddy. Um, the 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 man who looks he's a man. Um, he's on television now. Yeah. Um, and he, I think he was on television last night. Any guesses? And he looks exactly the same and he, as he always has done. Well, it can't he be John Craven, because he has changed his looks. Mm, no. He's, he's on, similar to John Craven. He was on telly last similar. night. Probably. I know he's on telly at the moment. So, a newsman? A lot. No. No, hang on, you, when you say a lot, do you mean now? He's, no, he's on virtually every day. 
He used to be on a lot at the weekend doing a little twee show and he's on the TV at the moment talking about TV. And he's the ultimate because he's looked exactly the same. But you say, when you say he's on TV at the moment, though, he's not on at the moment. Not now. Because that's, now, that's, now, not, no. that's not being particularly clear. Okay. Okay, sorry. No, that's okay. So Doesn't I, I, I wanna, he's uh, on the TV virtually every day. Jeremy Kyle. No. He's looked this way since he was oh. a wee slip of a lad. Is that a clue? Looks this way. Aerosmith, Steve Tyler, no. Liv Tyler's dad, Liv no, Tyler. He, he, he was a singer. He's famous for singing, but he didn't actually sing the song he's famous for singing. Millie Vanilli. Millie or Vanilli? Millie and Va- Millie? No. Vanilli. Um, David Bowie introduced it, but it's not him singing it. Have you been, exactly have, the same now. Have you been smoking hashish? No, I've, I've been driving down the M6, but well, now I'm not, stopped. Not necessarily, uh, doesn't no, necessarily no. stop someone from smoking hashish, trust me. True, but they're illegals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing that. No, no, no. Of course, you should, no. Of course, no one should be doing it. But let's be honest. People take drugs. You know, yeah. they're going to ban. They're going to ban. They've, they've put it on hold. They want to ban legal highs, but 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 ha, that, that's that's unworkable, surely, because then they'll make, just make new legal highs. Anyway, we're going yeah. off on a on a, it's a, a loophole. A loophole. Are they? They're not banning oh. loopholes, are they? I love those, no, man. No, we need loopholes. Opening a bottle of um, loophole. This man used to have the curtain haircut. Well, so he has changed his look then. So already, he doesn't fit into the... No, because he's still virtually got that look now. He looks exactly the same. He still wears rubbish jumpers. Andy Crane. Haspels. No, but close. close. First came big in the 80s. He's the ultimate. <laughs> Forsyth sort of changed his look with that look. Edmunds. No. Do you, do you want me to reveal all? No, I don't. I don't. I want, let me just say that people are guessing it. People might be guessing it on Twitter. Um, John Stapleton. <laughs> Alec Jones! Yes! Thanks very much, Josh Ibrahim, Thank MA, you. who looks like he's smoking a hookah pipe in his... You see <laughs> the front page of one of the papers? Footballers, seven hours booze and hookah party. They look, you think it looks like it's prostitutes. He was just having a puff on a hubbly bubbly. Mmm, apple flavour. Yeah, delicious. I'd love to have a go on Apple Bubbly. Oh, wait, 444 Evening, Evening, Talk Radio. Don't call in for a little bit, because we're going to play an interview that I... Normally we do the interviews live. I like doing the interviews live, because there is, um... There is, um... There's a moth on me. There we go. Should, I should have crushed that. I need to kill that moth, because that, if that comes home with me, my clothes are gone. If you've ever had moths, it's the worst thing. We had to freeze all of our clothes, steam clean the um, the the, uh, the carpet, um, take all the rest of the clothes we couldn't freeze to the dry cleaners. It was a nightmare. And you know what? We didn't get rid of the moths, guys. Falls, and there's one in here somewhere. Uh, anyway, I like to do the interviews live normally, because um, uh, they're more fun. And as we were talking to lots of American guests, it's quite easy... Uh, to do that. In fact, it works perfectly. We can get a guest on at half past twelve. Beautiful. And they're, they're in America. Uh, but we had, um, uh, Miles Hunt on, uh, the other day. We were off a of Miles Hunt. And he, you know what? I, I don't want to be rude, but let's, let's be honest. These rock and rollers aren't what they used to be, are they? They're not, they're not what they used to be. 29, 20, I've got 29, I was told. Uh, not what they used to be. So we pre-recorded Miles Hunt. And this is what happened. To speak to you, sir. Uh, we have spoken before, and I, I, I just need to say this again because I still feel uncomfortable. The first time we ever had physical—well, not physical contact, but contact—we were having an argument on Twitter. Were we? Yeah. Now you don't remember it, and I'm kind of glad because I was, I was, a, I was being—I'm going to say it, Miles. I was being a dick. I can't believe that of you. 
With respect, sir, you were being a dick back. <laughs> what was it about? Tell me. Oh, I, do you really want to know? Yeah. Okay, years and years ago, not years and years ago, but a while ago, I came and saw you at the forum and you didn't play Size of a Cow. Really? Yeah, I don't think you did. And I stuck around for two encores. And I held <laughs> that bitterness for ages, right? And I, I was just being a... Uh, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to improve as a human being, but I was being a snarky idiot on Twitter, as it's very easy to do. Yeah, we all fall into that occasionally. And someone then... And I said, oh, I saw the Wonder Stuff once, and they didn't play Size of a Cow. And someone then sent that to you, and then we got into a, some quite unpleasant banter, to the point where my sister who is a big fan of mine, turns out she's a bigger fan of yours. <laughs> she said, she sent me an email saying, Ian, I cannot in any way support you in this battle. Please stop fighting with Miles Hunt. <laughs> and it was silly and it was a spat. I'm, I, I would imagine, and I, I, I apologise, I'm, I'm dreadfully embarrassed and I'm trying to improve my Twitter behaviour. Do you get idiots like me on Twitter a lot? Because because you're in the public eye and because, you know, you, you are a singer and a songwriter and a pop star, do you get people having a pop? Not really, no. I, I, I get it more in real life than I do on Twitter. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years into it now, so I'm kind of used to it. Well, this is this is the thing, man. The, the Wonder Stuff are 30 years old. How the hell did that happen? Oh, mate, if I could only tell you. I mean, yeah, I, I'm very proud of it, but it does feel bizarre. I mean, I... I remember when I was buying records, you know, in the late 70s, like New Wave and punk stuff that I was into, late 70s, early 80s, and, you know, if you mentioned a band that was 10 years old, you'd go, well, why don't they split up? How yeah. can they possibly be relevant to anything? Yeah. And then here we are, 30 years old. Well, it's that it's the, 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 the who, isn't it? The Hope I Die Before I Get Old, and they're singing that, you know, and they're all sort of 73 years old. It's that strange... Uh, strange thing. What what kind of music were you buying then? What 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 were the records that a, a young Miles Hunt was getting well, into? Well, the late seventies. Well, I mean, it all started with glam rock for me. My uncle Bill was in Wizard. He played keyboards in Wizard. S- excuse me. Hang on My a uncle second. Bill played keyboards in Wizard. Come on, man, read the biography. <laughs> Everybody knows that about me. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That must have been the coolest thing having an uncle as a pop star. Oh, it was fantastic. I used to get all the free merchandise. I used to go to you know my junior school with big Wizard badges and. <laughs> T-shirts and all that type <laughs> of stuff, yeah. Oh, fantastic. That was brilliant. And what? then, you know, and he he could regale us with stories of Top of the Pops and hanging out with Slade and all sorts. Yeah, it was great. So it sort of started there for me. Did that plant the seed then of you thinking, oh, I, f- I fancy a bit of that? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah I did. I tell a story in my book. I've written a book about the first four years of the Wonder Stuff and, like, the early sort of period of me getting into music. And one of the stories I tell is... I think it was 1974, so I'd be about seven or eight years old, and I came downstairs uh, in our house, you know, to get ready for school, and mum and dad are getting ready for work, and my brother's getting ready for school, and to get through to our kitchen to have our breakfast, you had to go through the lounge, and, and this particular morning there were five hairy men lying on the floor, and... Um, it later turned out that it was five members of Wizard. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you know that, what I mean? that is just fantastic. So, uh, so you know, I'm asking him, what, what's Uncle Bill and all his friends doing? And, you know, it occurred to me, we're up at like half eight, polishing shoes and ramming cornflakes down our throats, and these guys have got no intention of moving before <laughs> midday. Was Uncle Bill, was, it, was that your mum's brother? Uh, dad's brother. Dad's brother. When you started to get into the business, yeah. pro- you know, seriously start working at it, d- did your parents go, oh, no, not another one? Not not another <laughs> Uncle Bill? <laughs> no, not at all. No, they were, because I'd failed so miserably academically, they were, they were just happy that, you know, uh, I'd found an interest that kept me off the streets. <laughs> 
<laughs> and how did how did you get that band together? Was it that thing that you 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 know you were playing a guitar in the school playground and someone came out and said, "Oh, I can play I can play guitar as well." Is that how it worked? Not really. I mean, that's how the early bands were. Yeah, definitely. You know, you like let's form a band, and then the conversation is, well, "What are you going to play? What am I going to play?" I did that before the Wonder Stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly as you described it, really. But yeah, the Wonder Stuff was. Um, you know, I I was. Uh, I knew a couple of guys that I'd played drums for because I was a drummer first. Right. And uh, and then I heard that they'd sacked me as their drummer, and then I heard that they were um, looking for a singer, and I'd, I'd sort of kept an eye on the grapevine in local pubs, you know, that they were auditioning various guys that no one was fitting the bill. And when I knew that there was nobody left in town, <laughs> uh, I asked them if they'd let me ever go, bearing in mind that they'd sacked me as their drummer. Not because I was a bad drummer, just because I had a bad attitude. I, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, we may come back to your attitude in. in a minute. I think you're you're too good looking for a drummer. Oh, I'm trying to th- yeah. I'm trying to think of another good looking drummer. Listen, Pete Best, they got rid of Pete Best from the Beatles because he was too good looking, not because he really? couldn't drum. Uh, Pete the Freighters from the Bunny Men, sadly no longer with us. He was a very handsome. Yeah, young man. G- beautiful boy. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Don Powell from Slade was cool. Yeah. You know, whether you'd call that sort of classically handsome, I don't know, but he was very cool. Hey, have you seen... You, you probably have seen You probably went to the premiere. Slade in Flame, their film they made. I saw it, um, I didn't go to the premiere, I was about six years <laughs> Oh, OK, old. right. Um, no, I, was, I wasn't, I was about n- uh, nine or ten. Oh, it's brilliant, it's one of the greatest films ever made for so many reasons. Uh, obviously, it's got all four members of Slade in it, and it's yeah. one of the rare... Uh, rock or pop movies that are made where bands try to act and they actually yeah. pull it off. It's like Kez for rock and roll band. And people, you mention it to people who go, what, film is Slade and that'll be rubbish. No, no, no. It's br- it's really dark. It really is. It, to me, it's like, it's captured that, you know, those, uh, like things like, uh, Taste of Honey, L-shaped yep. room, uh, kind of loving, all those films that Morrissey's probably staying in to watch tonight. <laughs> it's, it's like in the great lineage of that. It's a brilliant British movie, like observing what England, Britain was like at the time. Um, and they actually pull off the acting yeah, thing. Yeah, they do. They really do. And it, it, it's such a grim film, and I, 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 sh- I show it to people from time to time. Right. And they go, oh, flipping it, this is, this is actually brilliant. You know, it's not a hard day's night. It's, it's dirty and dark. Yeah, really, yeah. And, and you know, I think, pre- I think... I can't believe anyone funded it, really, because... At the time, you know, everything looked like it was Rosie and Slade's God. I know Dave, I've spoken to Dave Hill, Slade's guitarist. Right. And he hated it. Really? Yeah, and he hated it why they were making it. He hated the script. He wanted to make a big showbiz movie. You know? Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the lads were into this, okay, this could actually give us a bit of credibility. And, and, and indeed it did. You didn't make a movie, The Wonder Stuff, but you did have a concert film, didn't you? We did a thing called a rockumentary, Ian. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Thank you very much. <laughs> A mate of mine that was, uh, he wanted to go into documentary filmmaking and had no idea how he could fund uh, his first documentary. So I said, Well, let me talk to our record company and see if I can talk them out of a decent amount of money. And you could just practice making documentaries by following us around for a year, uh, which is what he did. And um, it's had compliments from really interesting places. Like I remember hearing that um, Andrew Eldridge, the singer of Sisters of Mercy. Mm who you wouldn't expect to be a Wonderstuff fan. And, and this is, you know, the film's all made around the time that we're enjoying our cheesiest sort of pop commercial moment with yeah. Size of a Cow and Cheap Season, Dizzy and all that. And apparently he, he, he loved it and felt compelled enough to tell me. I don't remember the incident. I must confess I was drunk. Good for you. And uh, wow. I think I was a bit rude to him because I thought he was taking the mickey out of me by saying, I think your film's really good. Um, 
But and I, I think I've read somewhere Tom York from Radiohead was wow. a fan of it, you know, before they got going, before he lost his sense of humour, shall we say. <laughs> Can I pick you up on something there? When you said your cheese, you, you know, your cheesiest kind of height of pop fame. Yeah. Is, is that how you view that? Did you feel that those, the, the big hits, the Dizzy with, with Vic and Bob mm-hmm. and uh, Cheap Seats and Size of a Cow, did you feel that some, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the word integrity, so get ready for it. Did yeah. you feel that you'd lost a bit of your integrity with that, or was that always the master plan to kind of get there? No, I mean, I always wanted, I, I, I didn't think at the very beginning, like first two albums, I didn't think I could write pop songs. And then by the third album, I suddenly discovered that I could write not traditional ABBA, Beatlesque pop songs, but I could write something that had a greater popular appeal than I thought I was capable of. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of great British pop, whether that's going, you know, from the kinks through all, all of, you know, the crazy stuff of the glam rock. And I like, you know, I, I, I mean, I still like me Joy Division and the Echo Bunny and the Echo and the Bunnymen at the same time, but I do like pop music. Yeah. And I, you know, I love madness. And, and, and I suppose I thought there's nothing wrong with just having some good old British pop wrong pop british pop song writing fun and i still like the songs and um and they've served me well uh, and i don't mind mo- you know on the new album there's a track called for the broken hearted which is probably the most frivolous on there but it's not as frivolous as say size of a cow or um or cheap seats but it's still part of me that you know, I like sort of serious rocking, but that feels kind of stupid to say. Whereas, uh, it's easier to confess to I like fun in songs. Yeah, I, pop pop is a dirty word. I don't know why. You know, mm. I don't, I, my, my favourite band is is the Monkeys, right? So I got teased mercilessly at school. Right. So I'm used to yeah, I, the, the thing. If, if it's good music, I like it. You know, exactly. I'm not, I don't I don't care if it's cool or not. Yeah, yeah, and I don't need, you know, I, I, I didn't mind that on the Clash's third album that they brought in acoustic guitars, and, you know, I don't mind changes, I, I, I don't, it's, I've never really, this is going to sound terrible, but I've never really been able to stick with the Buzzcocks, I was never able to really stick with the Ramones, because it just seemed to me like I always knew what I was going to get. Yeah, yeah. And the bands that I've, you know, when the Bunny Men got round to Killing Moon, who knew they were going to do that, you know, it was, it was a departure from the other stuff that they, in the sound, not in the songwriting. But I, you know, I don't mind. And like I say, glam rock, Britain was coming out with some great pop songwriting in, in the 70s, and, and it had an effect on me. The album, 30 yeah. Goes Around the Sun. Yeah. Uh, it came out on March the 19th. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at your notes here. I've been sent your notes. Okay. Released 30 years to the day since the band first walked into a rehearsal studio. Is that true, or is that just it's a little bit of showbiz magic? True. Come on, come on. Yeah. No, no, it's absolutely true. March the 19th, uh, 1986, I borrowed uh, a guitar and a, and a little amplifier from my mate, and uh, and I went to audition for what was our guitarist, our old guitarist band at the time. Uh, and I, I have all this stuff written down. It might seem a bit nerdy, but it's again, it served me well. I kept diaries all through my teens and, and through the early years of the band. And um, and I've written a book called The Wonder Stuff Diaries, and I know for a fact that it was about 6pm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the this. 19th. And here's another thing. I know I keep talking about Slade, but here's another odd thing. When I was looking up for, when I was writing my book, other interesting things that happened on March the 19th in any year. 
Uh, and that's also the inaugural day of Slade. Slade say they had their first gig as Ambrose Slade. Ambrose Slade, of course. Um, yeah. And they were a skinhead band. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was um, March 1966. There we, you see the stars are aligning. Let's find out what else magical happened <laughs> on those days. Can, how could, I can understand, right, 30 years into it, I'm, you know, I'm not a musician, so I can understand doing live gigs because, hey, it pays the bills and also it must be a lot of fun with that, that, that audience right in front of you. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Going into the studio, though, 30 years on, it, it, why? Why do you do it? Is it, Do you have this drive that you have to do it? What, what, what's, what's the reason? I suppose there's nothing quite like the feeling of, of when, when the creative process reaches its logical end, I guess. Yeah. You know, from walking down the street humming a melody to yourself or, or sitting in bed and writing a, couple, a couplet down, a, a few lyrics to then demoing it, to then playing it in live, or sharing it with the, with the other musicians in the band, and then spending a few days up per track. Um, and it's just a really... I mean, it can be frustrating, but... But you enjoy it, because it would be easy really to coast. It would be easy it. to coast now and just play, you know, <laughs> play the Butlin circuit and make, you know, make a few <laughs> quid. You, you enjoy the work of it. Yeah. It's, you know, do you like cooking? <laughs> I like eating. Well, okay, you know, I, I get, if, I, if I'm cooking, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same sort of thing, it's a yeah. se- sense of achievement of, uh, that, that, that's part of the creative process. And, uh, you know, lots of people understand that in many different ways, whether you're a poet, a painter, or, you know, yeah, or yeah. whatever, or, or just someone likes to do jigsaw puzzles. You know, it's the same thing, it's like a feeling of fulfilment, it's made my day worthwhile, and that's why I do it. I, I and I genuinely love making a noise. You know, it's, it, I've, I'm either tragic that I've never developed beyond it, or, or I'm wonderfully consistent. I haven't decided. And how has it, how has it changed from recording, you know, 20 years ago to recording now? For you? Not at all, to be honest. Really? I mean, there's, there's not bits of tape anymore, as you know, and you're, you're gig, but it's yeah. computers. But, um, but it's the same. We, it's the same process. It's working through it live constantly reviewing it talking to each other you know and a, i suppose i've got the loudest mouth and always did in the studio but i like having a producer there as a referee or someone that's got better better ears than me but i like bouncing off all, all the other members of the band it's you know it's the the gang creative process is brilliant there's a great now I'm, there is a great line in this press release i tend to ignore the press releases but there's a great <laughs> line in this um when you're talking about now I, i'm going to get this gentleman's last name wrong simon efemi Ephemy. Ephemy. Simon Ephemy, yeah. right? Yeah. Who produced it. Yeah. And there's a quote from you saying, without him ever coming straight out and saying he's never liked our previous <laughs> albums, he's always made it known to me he's been frustrated. We've never made a record that's captured our live sound. Yeah. Has he now said, look, Miles, everything you've done up until now has been rubbish. This, <laughs> yeah, that's this is the album. what he did say to me. I just didn't want to, I didn't <laughs> want to accuse him of that publicly, but, you know, we may as well do it here now. <laughs> no, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy that I've known for years and years and years, and he's got a fantastic sense of humour. So he would have mind it at all, at all if I'd have just said for the press release, Simon thinks all of our other records are rubbish <laughs> and he's the only man on the planet that can make a good one by us. How about, just for a, a couple more things, I'm gonna let you go. I could talk all night. Uh, th- th- how big were you in the States? Because I've just been going down the rabbit hole on YouTube and I saw right. a brilliant clip of you on David Letterman yeah. playing Cheap Seats, I think it was, with um, with the band, with Paul uh, Paul Schaefer in the band That's singing right, along. It's, it's a brilliant himself. clip. Yeah, yeah. Was it, were, uh, were you big in the States? No, not at all. Oh! <laughs> well, you know, we could go to, you know, the major cities in New York, Chicago, you know, the usuals. We could, we could, you know, at one point we were probably doing a thousand to fifteen hundred people. 
um, in the major cities. And you know, mostly we did support tours. We went out there with Susie and the Banshees, went yeah. out there with a the mission. We had a brilliant time. And I guess, you know, we had stuff playlisted at MTV and on alternative yeah. radio. They're all modern rock. Um, but the Letterman thing, it does make it look... You know, like we were being in work, and that was a brilliant experience because you're you, you there all afternoon rehearsing with the band. Oh, you could tell you were loving it. It's a, yeah. it's a brilliant clip. I'd never seen it before. It's a brilliant clip. Well, the funny thing I like, the, the thing I like about it is um, Letterman gets, you know, I think you film it all about seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, and then it goes out as live at like 11 or something. But one of the things they'd said to me, the, pro the production staff had said, when you finish playing the song, Mr. Letterman may or may not come over and thank you before he goes to the ad break. Oh. And I said, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't care whether he does it or not. And then they said, yes, but if he does, under no circumstances must you look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> People <laughs> actually say that in real life. I didn't think that happened. You know, they're joking, but they yeah. weren't. They were dead serious. They were like, you, you mustn't. And so, of course, when we finish the song, he does come over to me. And the first thing I do is, is look him in the eye. Wow. Because, you know, he, I actually said, like, you're serious, right? And they go, you, you can only look at his shoulder. Isn't that funny? And I didn't do it to be, you know, unpleasant to the guy, but you look somebody in the eye when they shake you, you by you, the hand. <laughs> and then I just wondered, was it actually like a gag that all the production staff played on him and the poor bloke went home every night to his bed and his <laughs> missus and saying, honey, why does nobody ever look No one looks at me. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of Letterman now? No, I haven't seen oh, a picture of him recently. Mate, you've got to Google it, right? There's some pictures came out a couple of days ago of David Letterman now. He's right. completely bald and he's got a massive beard. It's about a foot long. It's, really? It's unrecognisable. It's, it's brilliant. Someone spotted him out jogging, yeah. Really? Go, go and look in the eyes of that man and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Miles, listen, the album is 30 Goes Around the Sun. It's the 30th anniversary. It makes me feel old, but I, I feel happy knowing that you're at least a little bit older. It's a, well, it's a very lively, relentless rock record with a, with a lot of high points on it. So, you know, you saying it's, it's by a band that's been around for 30 years, it's only me from the originals. Everyone else I've made sure is a lot younger than me. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's a very lively, pleasant listen. Oh, it's good. Oh, and, and that's the thing. It does There's so often... Uh, Mark, you know, doing doing this kind of job, I get to um, interview lots of people who have released the right load of ropey old crap as a new, <laughs> you know, as a new record. After, yeah. You have to go. Well, this new record, it really is. Um, it really is a record now. But, yeah, but, yeah, but you're right. This doesn't sound like you know. I'm going to say it. A bloke who's well, you're 50 now. I'll be 15 a couple of months. Yeah. Okay. All right. Calm down. <laughs> Still 49. You'll get there. I, I, well, maybe we'll see. Uh, Miles, websites and things. If people want to come and have a look and you know find out more about you, where should they go? Easy. Thewonderstuff.com, or you can find me on just my name, um, either Facebook and Twitter. It's all me that does it. And I thoroughly enjoy engaging with people, as you found out. <laughs> yes, well, yes. I'm so glad that we are now our online friends. Miles, it's Thank such a joy nice. to talk to you, mate. Thank you so much. I really Brilliant. appreciate your Thanks, time. Ian. See you later on. Bye-bye. See you again, mate. Bye. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the heart 
thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building, I might roll a brand new car, cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Lee. Uh, I love Miles Hunt. I'm, I, I like the Wonder Stuff. I'm not a huge Wonder Stuff fan. I remember that. What was the song about being in the bathroom? Anyway, I like the Wonder Stuff. I know my sister was a bigger fan, and I, I, I like them. Um, but I, I, I like them more. I've seen them in concerts. As I say, I like them more because he's just such a nice bloke. He's such a nice bloke. Why is he not on? Um, like TV and radio more. Why is he? You, whenever uh, you, you, you want an opinion piece, they get they get the same old people up. The excellent Paul Gambaccini, obviously. I'm not saying Miles Hunt is a new Gamba, um, but, but why don't we get people like Miles Hunt on TV more? Why is he's funny? He's funny. He's interesting. He's self-deprecating, and um, he kind of speaks his mind, but without being nasty and obnoxious. Brilliant. Why is he? Hey, Virgin Radio downstairs. Give Miles, give Miles a gig. Do you know what I mean? Oh man, give me a radio station. What I, what I could do with it. What I could do it. I'd, I'd give him a gig at a moment's notice. Anyway, uh, Miles Hunt, thank you. T- uh, loved it. Um, 0844-499-1000. This is Ian Lee, Talk Radio. For the last, well, 55 minutes or so of the show, we should be taking your call straight to us. If you want to give us a call, uh, you're more than welcome to. Um, the way it works is normally when you phone up a radio station, you speak to the producer and they answer the call and they say, yes, what would you like to say to Ian? OK, I'll give you a call back. doesn't work like that here. You ring up. I see my screen flashing blue and yellow. I touch the screen and I say, line one, you're on the wireless. And it don't work, of course. There we go. Let's try again. Hang on a second. Line two, you're on the wireless. Nope. Do you want to flush the system out, Ed, like we did before? Line one, give us a call back in a minute because the, the system is <laughs> broken. It's broken. We broke the radio. I've done that before. Not in a good way. Um, yeah. Give me, give me this try. Okay, try it again. Try it again now, he said, trying to elicit more spontaneous phone calls, but in a slightly more controlled manner. It should work now. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Everyone's up in arms in the newspapers because of um, um, uh, the sale of gnomes has dropped um, massively. Well, yeah, was there ever a massive gnome market? My mum has a farting gnome, which she thinks is hilarious, because my mum has, I can say this, very bad sense of humour. But was there ever really um, a massive... So I've, I've eaten a shed load of biscuits. I think Talk Sport is sponsored by Big Massive Fat Cookies. I've just eaten about a dozen of them. 
the new pills. The doctor said the new pills will make you sleepy and hungry. And boy, oh boy, was he right. Flippin' heck. Took these new pills last night for the first time. And I got home and I was crawling about the floor trying to do stuff. And I thought, man, why am I crawling on the floor? They do need to get me some new phones, SMW, correct? Why am I crawling on the floor? Oh, this new pill is making me very, very... And I'm hungry! Anyway, I'm a little bit windy, Pops. 0844 499 With their cheery grins and rosy cheeks... jeez. Oh, Ornamental gnomes have been a feature of British gardens since 1847. Now, that's actually interesting. I would stop the story there, and I'd then write, um... Uh, a, a piece about the history of gnomes. Why do we have garden gnomes? Who was the first person to have a garden gnome in their house, in their garden, in their house, in their garden? Um, let's see if this works now. Line one, two, you're on the wireless. Is there a massive gnome market? It literally is. As they sell massive gnomes. How big are their massive gnomes? They're about up to my waist, and I'm about five foot nine. Oh, so, so still, well... It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty massive for a gnome, isn't it? it for, well, uh, you're not much bigger than a gnome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. That's cruel. I, I, I've stood next to you before, and I do look like a gnome compared to you. Well, I'm, I'm, re- I'm the other end of the scale, right? So I'm, I'm too tall, and I'm, I'm lanky, and I'm too tall. I, I'll admit that. You, no, so... no, no, you looked, you looked pretty... You looked like a pretty imposing if, man. If we could right? get someone... Exactly in between us in terms of height, which would be six foot and a half inches, that would be normal height. Neither of us are normal, Jamie, and I, and I think you, you, you can take that in the spirit it's intended. No, I totally take it. If we get someone in the middle, we could do the sketch for old... Uh, oh, here we go. Corbett, we? R- Ronnie Corbett, or, or, or yeah. as, as uh, Paul Ross called him, Ronnie Barker, who died today. <laughs> can you believe wow. that? Paul Ross's Twitter oh, feed. Actually, it's Paul Ross. I can't believe. That. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, and uh, the, uh, he'll hate me for mentioning it. Never mind. He won't be listening to this <laughs> rubbish. Where did we meet, Jamie? Um, I was working near your station yeah. when you worked at another place. Yeah. And I waited outside and asked if you'd kindly sign an autograph for me, and you said yes, and you shook my hand, and you was very polite and nice. Damn! I must. What was going wrong with me? I should have shoved you to the ground and uh, <laughs> told you off for for uh, what other place? I'm guessing absolute was it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I was nice, because <laughs> the number of times people... I tell you what I get a lot, Jamie. People coming up to me. Not a lot, but I get it from time to time. People come up saying, oh, I, I, I uh, spoke to you once on your radio show, and my heart always sinks. And the first thing I say with great sincerity is, listen, if I was rude to you, I'm really, really sorry. I'm oh, really sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it. Nah. And so far, most people have said, oh, no, you're all right, actually. You're all right. No, nah, you're a complete gent. Well, you're a complete gent. I'm, I'm not you're now... understood. I'm going to cut you off now, so that's rude, isn't it? No. Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Um, it's the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's all, it's the curse. Yeah, I phoned up your, uh, radio show once. Oh, God, what did I say to you? I met a fella that I uh, was at the same school as me at the weekend. He was two years below me and he said, Oh, I just got a school with you. I was like, Right. Wasn't rude to you, was I? I did that. I've done that once before. I was horrible at school. I've got a great shame I carry around with me. I need to work on it, right? I got bullied at school quite a lot from, from, when I went to, I went to grammar school. Not, it doesn't mean anything. It was 
just passed my 11 plus, I went to a grammar school. And I got bullied really early on by some kids in the fifth form, right? But the teacher who was in charge of the fifth form was a real... He's probably on a... Well, he might be on a list. I don't know. He was horrible, right? No names, no patrio. Horrible. And when I told him I was being bullied... When I told my parents, right, I was being bullied, they got in touch with him. And he said, I'll sort this out. Do you know how he sorted it out? He got me and the two bullies in the room at the same time. And he said, I don't believe you, Rugvi. My name was Rugvi. I don't believe you, Rugvi. These are two excellent pupils. I think you're making it up. Why are you making it up? It's humiliating. Do you know what those boys did to me that day? They beat the crap out of me. So that, and I had, a, I got bullied a bit. But then in turn, to make myself feel better about my low self-esteem and self-hatred, I did some pretty crappy bullying myself. Some, I did some horrible things at school. I did some horrible things to some uh, wonderful people, which for which I carry round an eternal shame for, and um, I, I feel awful about it. Some of the, this girl Bernadette, some of the things I did to her, flipping heck, man, awful stuff. Honestly, I have nightmares about it, um, and I don't know why I'm telling you. That's what we'll do. Is we we'll go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, line one. Hello, Ian. Hello, line one. You're on the air. It's Nigel from Eastbound. Of course it is. It's Nigel. Oh, yeah, how are you? I'm, 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 well, I've brought up a little shame attack there, remembering some of my bullying I did. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to talk about Ronnie Corbett. Oh, yeah, go on. So, I was a big fan. He was great, wasn't he, Ronnie Corbett? I've, I've followed him all through the years on the two Ronnie shows. A stalker. <laughs> For Ronnie Corbett. He's fantastic, wasn't he? He was I, good. Yeah, he was good. He's, I mean, um... It's sad when anyone passes. He was naturally funny, wasn't he? Yes. He spoke about... um, He didn't need to read the the lines, did he? Well, (laughs) he did read the lines. Uh, What, the the auto-cue, you mean? Well, I don't know if he had an auto-cue or not. I'd imagine he would have learnt the script. I I would imagine that he could do a lot from his head, just just by thinking about it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way way I do when I do my sketches on video. Oh, I didn't know you did comedy, Nigel. I do my Mrs. Doubtful, don't I? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, let's hear. Would you like to hear a bit? Well, no, it's, it's, yeah, I'll there's no one else calling have in, so... Have I got a minute to do it? You, you, well, you've got it until I get bored. OK, I'll do what Mrs. Doubtful. Um, Hello, my name is Mrs. Doubtful. I've been shopping today. I went to the pound shop. I got cornflakes. <laughs> I got tea. I got a pint of milk. Sometimes I go in and summers. And buy those naughty novelties you can get, but I can't, sometimes I can't afford the novelties. They're so expensive these days. Oh yes, Mrs. Delphi, I can't afford to buy those novelties from Ansel. <laughs> I'm glad someone's laughing. <laughs> anyway, what novelties from Ansel? I thought Mrs. Delphi was Scottish. Oh, I don't know, but that's, I just made it up. It's my own Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, know? my but own anyway, Mrs. I want to, yeah, I do. I'm, 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 I'm saddened by Ronnie Corbett, obviously. Saddened, and I, yeah. I watched, I watched the, um, the programme about him on the One Show earlier on BBC you One. The, do you like the One Show? I love, I love Alex. She's good, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Alex. Yeah. What's her other name? Alex. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex. Alex something. Magic um, Alex. <laughs> yeah, because I'm on her page on Facebook. Uh, that the, doesn't what, mean anything. Uh, mm. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, would you like me to call back next week? Of course, Nigel, I would love you to call back next week. Thank you for calling tonight, buddy. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, let's take this and then we'll have a break. Line two, you're on the wireless. No, nope, that line is not working. Line two, you're on the wireless. Line two? 
No, what's wrong with this bloody phone system? Tell you what, uh, Ed, go to a break and then give it a flush. Hey, Ian, this is World Late night with Ian Let's try again. Line one, you're on the wireless. Flipping heck, man. Line two, you're on the wireless. Right, can we shut the whole system down and get it to work? Because guess what, guys? I kind of need a phone system that works to do a phoning show, guys. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sound prissy. Line two. But I need to take them, Ed, otherwise it's pointless. Hello? Yes, line two, you're on the air. Hi, it's Rosie. Hello, Rosie, what you got for us? The phones, the phones are being particularly crap tonight. Yeah, I tried four times the other night and didn't get getting um, cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Mind. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice for a phoning show to have a phone system what worked and that it I could access the telephone calls. That's that's all. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, that guy was talking about Ronnie Corbett, and I just it just made me think of the the sketch that I always enjoyed the most was. Um, there was one where they sang a song and the end of the line sounded rude and then they'd, like, repeat it. Here's so the thing. Like there was some about... woman on the, on that Johnny and Ash's show going, well, the thing about the two Ronnies is they were never rude. They were filthy! Oh, they were. They were filthy! Were Absolute there was, filth! There was a line that was started for curiosity and then they yes. repeated just the... Yes. For cure, for cure. There we go, there we go. There we go. <laughs> They were filthy, the two Ronnies. Yeah, it was outrageous. <laughs> but, but good, you know. But Although I, I didn't get it when I was eight, when I used to watch it. But No. I mean, it's sad and stuff, but he was 85. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, he, and he was getting a bit... I don't know if he had... I don't know what was wrong with him, but um, no. those adverts that he was doing for... Was it Wilshire Farm Foods or something? Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. So I always thought that was a bit of a come down <laughs> Yeah, I th- yes, yes, I th- yeah, uh, yeah. Well, listen, hey, listen, guys, we've all in this business, Rosie, um, taken the, uh, the the shekel from somewhere and, and done things that have. Um, uh, yeah. No, that doesn't work. Cats that temporary do fix you typed up does not work. Uh, flush Cats it out again. Do the weirdest things, don't they? Hey, that that, yeah. that, that, that yeah, no, I tell you what, I think a, I think that show's funny, and b for <laughs> six so hours for six hours work, I pay the mortgage for. Hang on, let me do yeah. this right. I pay the mortgage for 18 months, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, I wish. Oh, I do. (laughs) Oh, I do. Seriously, six hours work, that's 18 months of mortgage paid. Thank you very much indeed. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Good morning. Um, Yeah, my name's Martin. My name's Ian. Oh, hello. Well, first time caller. But um, just calling in, I don't know whether you ever did get the answer. It was about um, the manager who dangled people over... A, wind, uh, a balcony. Yeah, go on, who was it? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm only going to be half a hell here because I've forgotten his name, but he was Sean Osborne's <laughs> father. <laughs> it was Don, Don Arden, wasn't it? Here we go. Don Arden. Don that's Arden, it, yeah. that's it. it that's, that's the one. He sold the small faces to Andrew Oldham. Yeah, we go. There we don't sixties bands. Sixties bands are fascinating, but their managers, I think, are even more fascinating to a certain extent. Yeah, the story goes actually um, that um, he uh, Johnny Walker when he was on uh, you know Radio Caroline, yeah. Don Arden actually had a record out and um, Johnny Walker refused to play it. So um, shortly afterwards, he had a, a stock car accident. Oh! And when he went into uh, the bag of nails, Don Arden was at the bar and said, 
He said to his mate, I told you I'd get him. Look at that, he's coming in crutches. Flipping heck. <laughs> Flipping heck. That's a nasty piece of work, isn't he? Yeah. Martin, absolutely. listen, for a first-time call, that was brilliant. I look forward to speaking to you again. It's been great, thank you. Thank you, mate. There we go. Let's let's see it. Um, line two, you're on the wireless? No. Okay. You know what we're going to do? We're going to sack the phones off. I can't do it without... I can't. Guess what, guys? I can't do a phone-in show uh, without um, without phones. It just doesn't work. Line, ah, line one, you're there. Line one. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I've been better. Have you? Well, yeah. When when I when I I had a phone system that worked. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to sound like I'm having a hissy fit, right? But it's the only the only two tools I need, the only three yeah. tools I need, are my big gob, right. this microphone, and the phones. Well, at least I got through. You you got through, and and that is what makes it all the worse worthwhile. Yes, indeed. Um, you were talking a minute ago about bullying in school yeah. and that. What, was um, I? No, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, 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 I was. Yeah, I was. I was yeah, yes, yeah, you yes, were. Yes, yes. Thought I had the right station. Yeah, no, um, I, I, for, I forget what I said ten minutes ago, Ken, so, uh, so I apologise. Go on. So what'd you call me? Well, it says Ken on my screen. Well, it ain't Ken. It's the third time I've called now. The first oh. time I was called Jimmy. Yeah. Second time I wouldn't even ask for a name. Oh. And the third time I've been called Ken. Can we stick with Ken? I tell you what, the phone system's got... I'm getting loads of people as well tweeting me saying we're trying to call in and we keep getting cut off. You heard that, guys? We're people are trying. People are calling in and getting up. cut off before they get get through. So, um, let, let's see how long that lasts. Anyway, go on, Ken. I'll be Ken for the night. Oh, yeah, we might as well. Um, I'll be Steve. Yeah. Well, there were two ki- two kids when I was at school. I know junior yeah. school must have been about well, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And one of the kids was bullying the other kid. And the head teacher actually got them both in the office. This is a true story. He got yeah. the end up getting the sack for it. And the kid that was being the bully, yeah. he grabbed hold of him by the arms. And he, told, and he told the other kid to start punching him. Oh. He t- hang on a minute, he did what? He t- he g- say that again. He grabbed the, he, he grabbed the bully yes. by the arms. Yes. And, and he was telling the kid that was being bullied, go on, get your own back, whack him one, go on. Oh, the headmaster said that? <laughs> yeah. Flip it. it. Old, yeah. old school um, judicial dis- discipline. This was, this, was, this was only, I don't know, I don't know, it must have been early 2000s. Wow. Yeah, he got the boot for it, and the new head, that new head mistress, <laughs> oh, she was a bitch. She well, was, there we was. go. That's um, that's great, great, Ken. Excellent. I'm 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 glad. Thank you for that. Uh, line one. What up, G Money? Oh. Miles up, were good, weren't he? Uh, yeah, well, that, that was down to your... Uh, well, not your... Well, you reminded me that he would be a good interview, Rob, so thank you. And you're absolutely right. I had spoken to him before, and I'd, I'd forgotten just how delightful he was. And so I thank you for putting me in touch with him. They ripped the head off it in Leeds on Saturday. I tell you, awesome. I don't know what that means, but I'm, 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 I'm hope the head was replaced successfully. Where are we with Dominic Diamond? Is that not happening? Do you think? I don't. I don't. You, you, there's been a bit of flirtation. Well, no, from you. Yeah. And he responded and said, "Well, he's got a beard, so that's a good start." But I, what would I talk to Dominic Diamond about? See, I thought you could do a thing like London and Canada. What's happening? He's in Canada. You're in London. Like, you know. So there's the aspect of why he left the UK. That's an interesting story, isn't it? Well, I don't know. What is the story? So there's a podcast. It's a free one called, I think, Thumb Bandits. He goes through the whole history of Games Master and stuff. Really good listen. It's about an hour and a half. He talks about his breakdown. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and then he goes, he went and did that Crucifixion show. I don't know if you remember that. No. On Channel 5. No. Yeah, he was going to be, like, crucified, and then he broke down and stuff, and he's like, oh, and then he suddenly went off to Canada. Well, you, I mean, uh, you, I think you've missed out all the interesting bits. Topic. No, I think you've missed out yeah. all the interesting bits. Well, I don't want to slander anyone. Are you drinking? I'm just having a cup of coffee. Well, could you... Well, right, first of all, you shouldn't be having coffee at this late time of night. You won't sleep. And secondly, could you not wait until we've at least finished the phone call? Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Well, you can... I'm you can, you can, you can, Catherine's listening. You can drink now. OK. There we go. As the phone call is finished, you can drink now. 08444991000. If you are calling and having troubles getting through, could you just let me know on Twitter, at Ian Lee, and we'll... Um, we'll uh, anyway. So, with their cheery grins. But back to um, uh, Gnomes. Why would anyone? Why would anyone want an actual gnome in their garden? I, I can see the kind of kitsch value of it, but uh, um, really, they're rub. They're rubbish, aren't they? I think gardens are overrated, but that's by the by. With their cheery grins and rosy cheeks, ornamental gnomes have been a feature of British gardens since 1847. But now it seems they could be dying out. Sales have been shrinking every year since 2006. Well, hang on. What that says is that they've been, they were growing up until 2006. In an ASDA poll of 2000, 94% said they would never have a gnome in their garden. Though there are an estimated 5 million out there. Gnome hater... Chris Herbert, 40... Gnome hater. Imagine being described as that in the newspapers. Said, I find gnomes creepy. They are not cute little things at all. They send shivers up my spine. But fan Emily Cross, 38, of Hackney, said, they bring a smile to everyone who walks past. And what they... Um, do they? Really? Does anybody actually have gnomes now? It's an old person's thing, isn't it? Really. There are some people that take their gardens way too seriously. And they create, like, little... Um, for me, a garden is, is is for going out, and you can sit in when it's sunny for a bit until you get bored. Um, and it's good for, to let the dog out when she's being annoying. right? And you, you don't fancy giving it a walk. That, that's, what, that's what gardens um, are good for. Really. Apart from that, I mean, they're a pain. You've got to look after them. You've got to mow the lawn. You've got to uh, trim the bush. There's all this work you've got to do. And then to uh, have gnomes all over the place is just ridiculous. So we'll be having none of that. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. Um, if you want to give us a call. Uh, now I've got loads of people saying they're trying to call and they can't get through. <laughs> Crying out loud. Oh, let's go to the break. Here it comes. It's coming. Trust me. Thank you. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea To bring children from all places with all kinds of faces Together into a sailing ship there were 40 boys and girls Sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down. The waves were 
biggest mountains. They felt they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rowed away from the wreck. They didn't count them, they hadn't time. Five children were left behind. The children fought the storm all night and finally fell asleep. They didn't realize the ship had been blown across a reef into the lost islands. But hiding in the bushes was a watchful pair of eyes. And living in the valley were people lost in time, ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask. The children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost So, Tony Blair's been criticised. Again? Well, not Tony Blair. Who's the new Prime Minister? Gosh, that's how old and out of date uh, I am. uh, David. David Blair has been criticised. Well, he went off on on a holiday with, um, shortly after the um, attack in, was it Brussels? Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact, you know, there's all there's loads of stuff going on in the world, and he's gone off on holiday, right? To oh, Lanzarote, well, to the lost island of Lanzarote. So oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. And now there's a picture of him wearing um, uh, Beats headphones, yeah. but with the the Union flag on. You know, a bit like a bell. <laughs> uh, oh, it's April Fool's tomorrow. I wonder what Rossi's going to be doing. Oh, Rossi, Paul, I will, I won't be listening because I will be, I will be having a drug induced sleep. Legal drugs, they're prescribed. I'm wondering which already dead comedian's going to be put on Twitter <laughs> as having died that day. So anyway, David Cameron. No, it's not an early April Fool. I hate April Fool's jokes. I like, if my boys do some, I'll, I'll be funny, right? Because I, my, um, my eldest got, um, for some reason he wanted, oh, we saw some. And he thought it'd be funny to, so I, he wanted some play money, some trick money, yeah. so that he could. He, and, he, and it arrived, and they're rubbish at doing jokes, right? So this play money arrived. It's obviously play money, but he arrived and he went up to my wife and went, "Look what I've just found!" She went, "Whoa! Where did you find that? You just found it. It's like <laughs> like hundreds of pounds. I just found it. Do you want to borrow some? Jokes like that, I think, are funny because he's, he's, he's. How old is he? He's six. So let him get away with that. And that's, that is funny because he's enjoying the, the, he's enjoying learning about, you know, kind of fun, you know, lies that are fun. We don't encourage lying, obviously, but, but he's enjoying manipulating the truth yeah. in a fun way for a comic effect. That I dig. When grown-ups do it, or when newspapers do it, are flipping it. Newspapers doing it. Jeez, you make me want to puke. I'm glad your industry is dying because you, you, it deserves to die when every year you come up with a thing about, I don't know, footballers wearing, um, having cameras on their boots so they mm. can see what's behind them and all of that stuff. Spaghetti S- trees. Stop it. S- Spaghetti trees was good because we were dumb then. <laughs> it was on telly. And when, when was that? That was 1950, I'm going to say 1956. And we believed what was on television then. We, we didn't know about Italy. No, exactly. And we believed it. And we went, oh, flipping it, look at that, that's great. But now, we're, we're too sophisticated for that rubbish. So don't... Do, I mean, unless Paul Ross comes on and, and tomorrow and, and says, I'm dying. I, no, seriously, I'm dying. And, and this is probably the last show. If he can pull that off, respect. Respect. Well... Yeah, exactly. It- and then at the and then he comes back on on Monday and goes April Fool, I'm fine, I'm fine. If he can do that, 
respect. But if he comes on, if anyone in the newspaper does a thing about, well, they're um, uh, going to make it illegal to watch television, which they are actually doing. It's midnight, we can do an April. They, they, it's illegal to watch television. They, what, they're making it illegal? Yeah, 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 they made it illegal. Um, does it, oh. April Fool! Oh, you! Or if someone came up to you and just kept punching you in the face, and then after, like, the 50th punch, when your nose is just gristle, you can lick, and they went, I'm only kidding, April Fool! That would be a good one. That would be a good one. Mm. But, um, all other April Fools are just rubbish. What about if someone, I don't know, if you parked somewhere you shouldn't have and a friend of yours said, oh, you got a ticket. Well, no, and you w- didn't. That wasn't um, an April Fool. That was a that was a joke. Yeah. That was a prank. What about if you came out of the office, I don't know, you came out from the loo or something and you couldn't find your bag or your coat? What, what, what about that? That's um, high jinx. What about if you came out of the loo and someone jumped out on you? That's actual sexual uh, harassment. All right, just sex, checking. Sex, crime, 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 sex, crime. What if, you know, a large man that you work with repeatedly jumps out of small yeah. Um, yeah. hidey holes to deliberately frighten I you? I have never been in a hidey hole. Do you think I was a, a <laughs> disc jockey in the 1970s? No, it's not an early April fool. Oh. This really is David Cameron wearing a pair of £300 plus... Outrageous. ...Union Jack headphones... Not only that, but they are the ultra-cool Beats brand designed by, Amer- designed by American hip-hop mogul Dr. Dre. Can I just say, ultra-cool, not anymore, they're not. And usually seen on the likes of Cara Delevingne, One Direction's Harry Styles, Rita Ora and Les Dennis. <laughs> Did you make one of those up? Yes, Rita Ora is not on that list. 0844-499-1000. In other words, people much younger and trendier than our 49-year-old Prime Minister. The problem with Dre's is they're too bassy. You mean the beats? Well, they're, they're, I call them Dre's. Okay. Um, they're, they're too bassy. They're too bassy. I've never had a. They're too bassy because it's not designed for the music. It's not designed for uh, for pop, sixties um, pop, or mm. or kind of soft country music. Mm. It's designed for hip hop. Yeah. For beats, it's designed for beats. Yeah. So it's too bassy. I don't really like headphones. I prefer like either a meaty pair of woofers or a nice tweeter. I've not seen a meaty uh, woofer, singular or plural, for a long time. Uh, um. I like the, the I, I like the Apple ones that you slip in your ear. Oh, I don't. They um, ache after a while. No, we're not wearing them properly. What's funny is the one in my right ear kind of slips around mm. a little bit, and so I, I don't get the full the full effect. But um, uh, yeah. Oh, look, the Daily Mail. Here's here we go. Daily Mail. Olivia Coleman is to be James Bond. Oh, for crying out loud! Grow up! Grow up! Now, that's a Bond girl. Has O.O. Olivia Coleman been lined up to play 007? Broadchurch star set to make history by taking over from Daniel Craig for the next movie. And that's why, the Daily Mail, I wish you... Um, uh, I, I, I bid you adieu. <laughs> I bid you adieu because you make me want to puke. Hate it. What's the point of it? Um, it was hysterical, said fellow passenger Wesley Grego, 37, of Sheringham, Norfolk. People kept double-taking. I found it hugely entertaining the whole way. I hate... Here's the thing, guys. If you, if you recognise someone on an aeroplane, don't double-take. It's happened to me. Uh, I often, as you know, go to uh, one of the Greek islands for holidays. I normally go out on my own. And, and the family are out there. And I go by EasyJet. An EasyJet flight at 6am on a Sunday morning to... Um, uh, where is it? I go- Laganas. No, but what's the island? Zakynthos. Yeah, Zakynthos. 
It's just full of stags and hens. Yeah. Stags and hens who watch Big Brother's bit on the side mm-hmm. and all recognise me. And then work, and you, you go for a, a wee and everyone's looking, hey, it's a bloke off the telly. Hey, it's a bloke off the telly. Hey, it's just a bloke off the telly. It's a bloke off the telly. It's a bloke off the telly. Hey, you off the telly. They're all, they're all drunk. You off the telly. Mr. Cameron, often mocked for his love of chillaxing, was pictured on a form. <laughs> oh, what are you often mocked for, my love of chillaxing? <laughs> was pictured on a four-hour easy jet flight. It's funny, I don't like chillaxing, but I do like guesstimate. Yeah, well, okay. And even the company behind the headphones poked fun at the PM with a source saying, Mr. Cameron and his cans seemingly wanting to curry favour. What was he listening to? Now, if this were the sun... They <laughs> Last year, the Chancellor revealed in an interview with the Mail on Sunday's event magazine that he was a fan of the controversial, controversial um, gangster rap group NWA. NWA. Mm. And they put in brackets what that spells. Well, yeah, just in case you were wondering. And they can spell it. They spelt it well, uh, yeah. Yes. He uh, likes it, the Arctic Monkeys, doesn't he, apparently, Cameron? Oh. Does he, Eck? Does he, Eck? I mean, uh, it, does, it does make you... Um, I mean, come on, Grandad. Yeah, is it? I, I, I think this. There's a couple here, right? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I have literally no idea if the phones are working or not. Literally no idea what whatsoever. I would be surprised. Um, I'll be surprised if they were. I don't feel sorry for this couple. This story is written in a way that we're meant to feel sorry for them. Right. My sympathy does not lie with them. Can someone call in and just test the phones, please? And not someone who works here. Wedding nightmare. Now, wedding nightmare. Couple barred from honeymoon suite for losing key. Good, because when you go for when you go for a honeymoon suite in a posh hotel, it's a big key on a big wooden fob. Yeah, it's not like a key card. It's a big key on a big wooden fob. Because they're making you feel special. You can't lose. If you lose that, you deserve everything that you get. Why did they lose it though? They've been doing something ridiculous. Apart from getting married. Well, I don't know. Let's have a let. Let's find out what's going on here with these uh, couples. They had hoped naturally it would be the best day of their lives. It generally isn't. Weddings are, just, are way too stressful. There's no no one no one enjoys a wedding. The, neither the bride nor the groom, or, nor any of the guests, because the guests don't really want to be there. Mine it, was all right, but we spent too much money. Well, this is, there you go. You spent probably spent tens well, of thousands no, of pounds. Well, my parents spent too much money. Well, I have no idea how much. Tens they spent. of thousands of pounds was probably spent, and you just said mine was all right. No, I liked it, and everyone had a nice time. If I were to ever do it again, I probably wouldn't do it like that. You there, line two? No, I'm not here. Oh, that's a shame. I guess the phones still aren't working, working, are they? No, I don't think they're working, mate. Sorry. Any idea how I can get them working again? Um, have you tried switching them back off and then back on again? No, I'll, I'll give it a go. Hard Thanks. Reset. Hard reset. It's a shame. No, no, no worries. Sorry, we couldn't take your call, mate. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, we couldn't take your call. That's that's a real. Uh, that's a shame. Let's try this one. Line three. Hey there, Ian. Hi there. Hi there. I'm, I just wanted to uh, mention that, A, your phones are working, and B, uh, respond to Ronnie Corbett dying. Oh, yeah, go on. Which is, I don't really care. But hey, i tell you what, uh, one thing. I'm really glad that you're on now. Well, no, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. No, no, no. I mean, I, I don't know if that's a, it's a little bit insensitive to say you don't really care. He hasn't done anything for years, mate. Well, but, but, but... Even if you don't care, to say you don't care, I mean, 
I mean, well, I don't know. I remember when um, Steve Irwin died, I said that I wasn't that bothered by Steve. I never really particularly liked him. And I got a load of flack for that. So, I mean, as I get older, mysterious caller, as I get older, I guess I get um, a little bit softer in in my ways. And maybe, I don't know. I mean, I suppose there are people that don't care. No, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, val- valid point. Well, I'm, I'm I'm really glad you're on at this time of the day because it's the middle of my day now. So uh, here in America, so this is a great time. Well, Hang on, it says on my screen. This phone system is so crap. It says on my screen you're in Glasgow. No, no, but I'm calling through Google being which because I have to pay like like I don't know how many cents a minute to call you. It's ridiculous. You guys are making bank on this phone system. Well, well, I'm I'm not making anything, and we call everyone back on this show. So. Um... Yeah, I'm it's not, all good. I'm it's not making good. a penny out of it. It's great to uh, talk to you. Well, it, it, not, I'm sure you are making a penny out of it somewhere. You're getting paid to be there. Yeah, I'm getting paid to be here. I don't get money off the phone calls. That, that's true. That's true. Hey, I, I, I want you very quickly to say uh, hello to my... Okay. What do you think we are? Don't don't come on and be a little bit snarky and then want to do a shout-out to someone. <laughs> I don't make a penny off the phone calls. I, I You know, I, I agree, but what are you going to do? Uh, line six, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello? Oh, so we're late for a break. Never mind, don't matter. They, they, they can mess up my show, I'll mess up their breaks. Yes! Oh, I've been trying to ring you all day. I well, just didn't have your number. Well, I'm not here all day. Well, since, since the show started. Well, so, so for, for, for a part of the evening. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have, didn't have your number. That was a, that was a downside. Well, that would, that, that, would, that, that would slow you down in the calling stakes, yes. Yeah, you helped me change my duvet the other night. Oh! How are you finding that duvet? I need to clean my sheets, actually. Uh, how are you finding that duvet? Good? I mean, it's on. It's, re- it's clean. I'm, I'm loving it. Beautiful. But now, now, obviously, I've got a clean bed. I've now turned my attentions now to try to find someone to share it with. Oh, hello. And, yeah, how, I just don't know how I go about finding finding someone to share my bed with. Mate... I wondered if you had any more advice. Mate, I've taught you how to put on a duvet. I can't tell you how to pick up a young lady or a young gentleman. Oh, man. Sorry about that, dude. Yes, line six. Hello? Oh, well, uh, 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 line six? No, what is... Well, wh- wh- why would we expect that to... Uh... Oh, sweet. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me just do a little bit of... Uh... No, we can't get that to work. There we go. That's a shame. No, you're not there? No, 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 no. Ed, can you give them a call back, please? They had hoped, naturally, it would be the best day of their lives and all started... Can we, have we, can we turn phone box off? Is it, can we, can we, do we have the technology to turn phone box off and then turn it on, to, on I think again? it's behind, like, several locked doors downstairs. But can you not just... Could you, can you not close that computer down that it's on? And then turn that computer on again. I'll give it a go. Do, I, d- t- I don't know if it will help, but we'll give it a go. Give it a go. Do you want to go and help him? Yeah, okay. They had hoped, naturally, it would be the best day of their lives, and all started well for the bride and groom. The marriage ceremony and celebration meal at a picturesque barn uh, were memorable. Why, why are barns considered romantic? It's just a barn. <laughs> it's just barns. Or maybe you need to do it on this computer because maybe this is the one that this is the one that's ballsing up. Um, I'm, clo- I'm closing phone box. There we go. Look, I'm doing it. Closing phone box, and I'm opening phone box. 
There we go. I'm saying I'm opening phone box. I don't quite know how to do it on a touch screen. I've closed it. Now open it. Uh, but um, so was Tom and Amy Barry's wedding night. Unfortunately, for all the wrong reason. They returned to the hotel to realise they'd locked themselves out of their one hundred pounds and one hundred and eighty pounds a night honeymoon suite. That seems um, that seems quite cheap for a honeymoon suite, doesn't it? Even though they were still in their wedding outfits, the receptionist refused to hand over a spare key so they could use the suite. Instead, they had to pay eighty pounds to spend the night. In a po- I, I'm noticing with the Daily Mail, right, a lot of their stories are missing words. They're missing words. This story is missing words. I'm having to do the work for them. This is what the sentence says. Instead, they had to pay £80 to spend the night at Pokey Box Room. There were stories yesterday where it was going on all the time where the words were all, um, all to cock. Yesterday, the Marks Tay Hotel near Colchester... Boo! blamed the mix-up on a discrepancy in the spelling of Mr Barry's name when the room was booked. Um, Mr Barry, 35, who looks older, he looks a lot older than 35, who works in construction, said, we ended our first night of marriage in a horrible room in the corner of the hotel. Still, you're not there to sleep. You're not there to sleep, are you, line one? My plain days are over. My time is too valuable to waste on such childish balderdash. Don't you realize that I'm about to become a big oil magnet? You know what a magnet is, don't you? Sure, a thing that eats cheese. Thank you very much indeed. Love Lauren Hardy. I wish I hadn't got rid of my Laurel. I had the box set of nearly all of their films, apart from their awful like Warner Brothers films at the end, um, which are just unwatchable because they're really old. Um, and I got rid of the box set to save room. What an idiot. What treasures. What treasures. I'm going to end up buying that again. Um, the room was booked in my name and they could have simply checked my credit card and let us in. The couple have been together for 10 years and have three daughters. Oh, well, you see, you see. Um, uh, Mrs. Barry, 33, a nursery worker, dressed for the wedding in the suite and left all her belongings, including her key, in the room. So it's her fault. She did it. Uh, The newlyweds returned to the hotel in the small hours. In the small, he actually says that. All right, Frank Sinatra, calm down. Mr. Barry said, we went to the receptionist and said, can we have the key, please? Wedding dresses don't have pockets. Well, that's, that's, there's an invention for uh, for Theopophetus. And Amy had other things on her mind. I don't know what Catherine's miming now. I'm hoping it's drinking from a bottle, from a long bottle for a long time. Amy had other things on her mind, so she didn't bother taking anything with her. I couldn't believe it when the woman refused to give us our key. We ended up having a terrible night on what should have been one of the happiest nights of our lives. Yeah, a night away from the kids. The receptionist refused to check his credit card against the booking, but allowed him to use it to pay for the £80 room, Mr Barry added. Um, um, uh, When... (laughs) 
Well, here, and here we go, you see. It all works out in the end. I think we've got the phones working. Oh, 08444991000. When they complained the following morning, staff apologised, and the couple have now been given a refund and a free two-day stay. So they're quids in. A hotel spokesman said... Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. You can come back in now, Catherine. Your exile has, um, your exile has ended. Um, and there's a story that's in loads of the papers, and they do this every now and then, right? And I, I, I don't normally talk about these, but, uh, dog parties. What? Well, you have dog parties to get your dogs, like you have um, chicken pox parties for kids. It's mm. to go and get, so they get used to hanging out with dogs. Oh, right, okay. Right. But this is one of those stupid people, oh, for crying out loud, who, um, I, I want this show to try and be a celebration of the positive, and maybe I'll try a bit harder tomorrow. But there are just some people you, you can't not take the rise out of, because um, you kind of have to. Um... Oh, someone's tweeting me their phone number, but they're doing it on Twitter in front of everyone. Don't do that. You'll get phone calls, but not from us. i tell you what I've done before. A couple of times. I've done it twice. When I've seen someone that's followed me, and they've just opened their account, right, and they've got confused filling it in. So instead of putting, like, their name is Steve Jones, at yeah. Steve Jones, they put at 07962 <laughs> and they've put their phone number. One one of our old colleagues put a picture of uh, an envelope that was sent to his house with his full address oh, on it. Oh, never, you've got to be, I never, yeah. And I, I twice I phoned these yeah. numbers up, I've gone, all right, um, it's Ian Lee, you've just followed me. What? You, so, yeah, no, you've just followed me, you've just, you've put your phone number on there, you need to log in and get rid of that because other people are going to phone you up. Yeah. But imagine if That's it wasn't me. Imagine if it wasn't me. Imagine it was Paul McCartney that phoned you up. Or Paul McCartney did it. It's almost worth doing it and then following loads of famous people. Yeah. Line, line one, are you there? See you again. Line one? No. Right, we're going to sack the phones off because they're not working. Can we get this sorted? Otherwise, there's no point in me coming in. Um, anyway, so they're having a party for... Um, but it's a birthday party for dogs. What? Yeah. Um, but it's stupid. It's, uh, 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 it's Chi-Chi the Chihuahua. Oh. You know what, chi-chi is a very rude term. And they've spent £6,000 on a, on a hem party. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's a hem party. So, so basically, it's a party to celebrate dog sex. And, and they've, called their, they've called their dog after a lady's front bottom. Um, she spotted them across a crowded park and it was love at first sight. They were besotted. A date was set for the wedding. Oh, for God, Get you make on. me want to puke. You actually make me want to puke. Line two, you're not there, are you? No, the phone the phones aren't working. The phones aren't working. Let's let's give up on those for the rest of the show. There's only a few minutes left. Okay. Um uh, Jaya Nar Narain wrote this. I hope you're proud of yourself, Jaya. They were besotted, a date was set for the wedding, and inevitably a hen party was planned. But this is no typical love story. She is Chichi the Chihuahua. He is Harvey the Pomeranian. And the bride to be owners has just spent six grand on a doggy <gasps> hen party. Wow. Helen Turner Chi-Chi's owner says she is now planning a twenty, a twenty thousand pound wedding. The hen night began with a pink limousine for Chi-Chi, five pooch pals, and nine people. Oh God! They were treated to more than five hundred pounds of doggy spa treatments. <laughs> and there's a picture of a dog getting its nails painted, its claws painted, because they don't have nails. 
As if this is going to make it more attractive to the other dog. The dog doesn't care. It's just going to sniff its backside. Why are they doing this? There was a topless human butler. So what? they brought human sex into the world of dog sex. This is nothing to do with the dogs, is it? This is them. And a canine stripper. What? That is messed up. <laughs> Um, mother of two, Mrs. Turner, 43, who probably thinks she's being charming, but you know that there are children starving in the world. You know that, right? You know that there are kids. You know that a, a kid has just died just now because they haven't got food or water, and you're going to spend £26,000 on a hen and a wedding for your dog. That's obscene. Mother of two, Mrs. Turner, 43, said, There were pink balloons everywhere, L-plates, two specially made doggy cakes. She wore a special dress for the occasion and was the centre of attention. She even had a Chinese crested powder puff called Yoshi as her stripper. All the dogs loved it. It was an amazing day. Mrs. Turner of Burnley said, It all started as a bit of fun. Chi-Chi and Harvey get on really well. They're dogs! My dog gets on really well with all of the other dogs. Her milkshake brings all of the dogs to the yard. And I have to keep pushing them off. You don't have to paint her nails for that, then. Whenever they met, they will be completely love-struck. Dogs don't express love. They hump. (laughs) They hump. That's all they can do, is just hump. That's it. So you don't think Harvey's going to be faithful? They see one bit of tail. They go for that bit of tail. It's all about the scent of a woman. Sorry, Al Pacino, as far as I'm concerned. Tomorrow we'll do films um, where uh, act- sighted actors have pretended to be blind. Uh, scent of a woman. Next one. Name another one. Hear no evil, see no evil. Blind Fury. Ray. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Um, Star Trek um, Generations. Oh, wait until dark, Audrey Hepburn. Ladies and gentlemen, we we have ourselves a brand new game. Yes, tomorrow on Talk Radio, whether the phones are working or not, we shall be playing actors who have pretended to be blind. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 